The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to episode three of Damn! That's scary. Ooh, man, that was really good. That's just going to get better by the week. (laughs) How's everyone doing out there? My name is Micah, and I am joined alongside my co-host... Uh, my name is Will. If you haven't known by this point, you probably should. Should we start going by our wrestling names on here? I mean, like a we did Caesar a, and Frankie Feathers. I mean, we did get a complaint that we didn't have any cool nicknames, so we probably we should. did. I know, yeah. man. Like, uh, first off, like I don't, I don't want to give myself a cool nickname. I feel like that's kind of douchey. It's so douchey. Yeah, yeah. It's like every radio host, right? Yeah, I hate that so much. So I don't know. How, how about our fans give us nicknames? <laughs> yeah. Oh, seriously, uh, guys, give us a give us an email. Email us, uh, shoot us a message or whatever, and give us nicknames. And you know what? Shit. We probably won't use them. No. No, but we might. You never know. Ooh, how about this? How about what? How about Wheels and Leg Man? Wheels and the Leg <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. Uh, real quick, man. Quick, I uh, quick, quick American Dad reference. <laughs> real quick. Last week, we talked about the burning. We yes. got some feedback on that episode. Okay. Uh, Good feedback, which yeah. is which is awesome, and some people actually watched that movie the first time because of us. Nice, yeah, which Good is shit. which is great to hear. Yeah, uh, but I owe you an apology, Will. Okay, I done fucked up. What'd you do? Uh, you were right. Blazer was the wrestling promoter from Spider Man. I fucking knew it. Yeah. He looked too much so like he was the one that was like, now he's getting away yeah. with Holy shit. my money. I thought so. That was him. Okay. All right. Yeah, because when I first read it, it was like wrestling, and I thought it was like job or whatever. Yeah. And I went back and looked at it after the episode. I'm like, oh, shit. I bet Will's right. <laughs> you were. Holy shit. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. there you go. His last claim to fame was being in 2002 Spider-Man. Wow. Yeah. with. Dude, Sam Raimi, man. How about that whole wrestling yeah. scene is perfect. The, the Sam really Raimi is. had Macho Man Randy Savage juiced to the gills, which I'm pretty sure that role alone took years off of his life. Yeah. With the he amount actually, of he steroids. Actually, he actually got hurt doing that scene. What? Yeah. The, fucking, the, the scene where he fucking flip, got flipped upside and laid on his neck. That was legit. No. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And he probably took pain pills after that. I mean, plus, probably, you know, his career and everything. Well, yeah. And he probably just kept going because he's fucking man's game the workhorse that he was if you look back on like w i'm sorry to get into a wrestling talk i know this is a horror show but i know we are and also if you're a horror fan chances are you like wrestling and you like heavy metal so we're going to talk a little about wrestling right now now savage never phoned it in no never he always went hard i remember like towards the end of his career in a cage match pulling him doing a muscle up on top of the cage the man was in his fucking 40s and dropping elbows like that and like i got out of bed today stiff as a board fucking i am hurting from that fucking tiger crosby did fucking yeah so the other night will and i uh the movie that we're gonna cover today is leslie vernon uh behind the mask the rise of leslie vernon and will and i watched it the other night uh before 
the uh, the movie, I said, dude, we got to do the deck of cards. And we did the deck of cards on my porch in the rain uh, at 11 o'clock at night. And I reluctantly said yes. <laughs> he did because he's a good friend and he also knows that I'm going through a lot of personal shit right now. So yeah. my man worked out next to me. Uh, and uh, you did a great job, dude. Thank you. Yeah, hey, I mean, well, you got you to support your friends. You know what I mean? So always support your friends. Uh, another thing too, really quick uh, during this week, I took a, uh, I took a little dive back to the eighties and I watched a classic Pumpkinhead. It's uh, Stan, Stan Winston's Pumpkinhead starring Lance Henriksen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my God, I just gotta, I gotta put that over real quick. And that's actually a movie that I think everyone should watch this week because when is the last time you sat and watched Pumpkinhead beginning to end? It's on, uh, I know it's on Prime right now and I, mean, me I think never. it's on Shudder. I, I still haven't watched it yet. My cousin actually called me out. I was like, you ain't never seen Pumpkinhead? I was like, no, man. Oh my god, dude. Pumpkinhead is such a classic and the the best part about Pumpkinhead and I, I don't think a lot of people, everyone just goes like, oh yeah, that, that monster flick from the 80s. Mm-hmm. It's so much more than that. There is... I want to, like, after watching Pumpkinhead, like, I just want to know more about Haggis, the witch, uh, the witch from the movie. I want to know more about the background behind this whole revenge demon. Uh, Will, how many many Pumpkinhead movies are there, though? There's, uh, let's see. So you have the first one, then you have Blood Wings, which came out, I think, in like 91, 92. That had a lot of, uh, uh, Big names in horror were in that one, like including Kane Hodder, Linnea Quigley. There are actually a couple in that movie. Oh shit! Yeah, which is kind of wild to me. Uh, and also the dad—I forgot the actor's name off the top of my head—but the dad from Hellraiser is the sheriff in the town. They changed the story of Pumpkinhead in part two. It was called Pumpkinhead Blood Wings. Uh, they changed Haggis the witch. Uh, they changed a lot of stuff, and it was kind of weird, but it was still a fun movie. It's it's Pumpkinhead Two is good for what it is. Right. Now Pumpkinhead Three, they brought in Doug Bradley for that, who is Pinhead. Why does that sound familiar to me? He's Pinhead. Well, no, I know, I know who I know who Doug Bradley is. I just, that, that that concept sounds familiar to shit to me that he was in that movie. Yeah, well, he played a. Even though I've never seen, I've never so seen he him. he's he moves into the town and he's a doctor that gives free treatment to everybody. He's like an old timey type doctor. Mm-hmm. He gives like the treatment to everybody in town, and in return, he has this like moral thing. Like you know what? I'm giving all these people free fucking health care. Yeah. In return, if one of them dies, I'm gonna steal their body, harvest the organs, sell them. I mean, he should, though. Yeah, right? right? Like, you're fucking dead. Like, if I'm dead, I don't fucking care. Doug Bradley could take all my organs. I don't give a shit. I'm dead. Throw yeah, me in the trash. I'm an, I'm, a, I'm, an, I'm an organ donor, so yeah, when I die, I just, like, get, get everything out. I'm a firm believer in not taking up space. Yeah. Yeah, like, d- dude, seriously. Put me some. Put me in a rose bush. I was going to say, I didn't, Use I me as fertilizer. I don't even want to, like, this is kind of morbid, but I don't even want to, <laughs> like, be, like, put in the casket. It's like, burn, burn me. There's right. something really weird about a dead body in a room. Yeah, and we're all just like hanging out after somebody like threw some makeup on it, yeah. and like the, that whole process is fucking weird. It is. Yeah, like throw me in the fucking trash. Yeah, have a party afterwards. Have a kegger. Uh, uh, something. Yeah, Don't, I actually yeah. have a. I, I told my wife like make sure like these songs are played at my funeral party. Yeah. Yeah, like if if I if I were to kick the bucket before her. Yeah. Um, yeah my mom was like, my mom was like, yeah, don't just like. Don't I don't want my funeral to be sad. 
I just, it's just like, just have a good, just have a good time. Celebrate, celebrate me. Don't, no, don't, don't mourn. Like, cause, cause yeah, everybody, everybody fucking dies. So that's what Doug Bradley did. Okay. Doug Bradley fucking just like harvests everyone organs and shit like that. And then somehow pumpkin. Head, yeah, man, it, it happens. We're talking horror shit. Yeah. Uh, then there was pumpkin head four. Uh, that, four of them? yeah. No, oh my God. That fourth one is. It's rough because they brought La- Lance Hendrickson back for three and four as mm-hmm. like a ghost. Oh. Yeah. And like, but he's so like worldly and wise mm-hmm. when in the first pumpkin head, he's just like a country bumpkin living by himself with his son and he's yeah. seeking vengeance because these city kids ran over his kid with uh, dirt bikes, killed him. Mm-hmm. He finds Haggis, digs up Pumpkinhead. Uh, just everything about Pumpkinhead is absolutely phenomenal. Now, this is the one point that I'm trying to make about Pumpkinhead, is that if you look back on movies from the 1980s, mm-hmm. they're clearly dated yeah. because of there may be a scene with like the technology of the time, uh, obviously the camera work, mm-hmm. uh, obviously the acting. There's something about Pumpkinhead that is timeless. Okay. The movie doesn't like obviously it's modern time for when it came out. Yeah. But the movie do- is not aged. There's no there's no goofy synth soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's a it's a very horrifying soundtrack. Uh there's a phenomenal like cicada locust sound when Pumpkinhead shows up. The lighting is incredible. How it's shot is incredible. Yeah. Um but there is seriously nothing that dates Pumpkinhead other than the fact that there is, like, bad acting in it. Okay. Like, there's that bad 80s acting. That's, that's, that's 80s horror acting overall, it, though. Yeah, exactly. Part, Except for La- Lance Henriksen is absolutely phenomenal yeah, he's in great it. everything, though. Uh, there's actually one scene in the movie. He read the script, and he wasn't sold on it until he got to a part where, uh, and everybody knows this part, it's after he leaves Haggis's shack, and he takes his dead son, and his son pops up and stares at him and goes, what'd you do, daddy? And he, Lance Hendrickson, freaks out and looks back, and his kid's still dead. It was just like something that happened in his head. Mm -hmm. He read that scene, stopped reading the script, and said, I'm in. Wow. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's also a part where Lance Henderson is like, this is all I have. His name's Ed Harley. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ed Harley is visiting Haggis because he needs this revenge demon. He's like, this is all I have. And he's dropping these coins out. These coins were actually Lance Henderson's. He collects oh. uh, He collects like antique coins and stuff. So he has like some really big like bullion, like pirate shit nice. that he like dropped uh, dropped on this tray. And it was really cool. Right. Uh, it's just cool. Like little things like that in low budget horror movies. I absolutely love. Yeah. So everyone, when is the last time you sat and watched Pumpkinhead beginning to end? Because go back and do it. The kills are phenomenal. The sound is phenomenal. The creature itself is amazing. Yeah, I've seen that the creature's fucking is terrifying. The story terrifying. is so good, and the fact that this movie is all based on a poem. Wait, what? It's based on a poem. Yeah. Um, yeah. I uh, let's uh, let me look that up. Actually, uh, let's see. Pumpkinhead poem. It's by Ed Justin. Let's see. Keep away from Pumpkinhead unless you're tired of living. His enemies are mostly dead. 
he's mean and unforgiving. Laugh at him and you're undone, but in some dreadful fashion, vengeance he considers fun. And plan it with a passion. Time will not erase or blot a plot that he has brewing. It's when you think that he's forgot, he'll conjure your undoing. Bolted doors and windows barred, guard dogs prowling in the yard won't protect you in your bed. Nothing will from Pumpkinhead. Shit, I got God damn. Yeah. And I, I also imagine like, like Vincent Price reading that. Ooh. Yeah. So every Halloween I turn on, um, obviously before Spotify, I would go on YouTube and I would just play Vincent Price re- reading what short stories, reading the the Raven and stuff yeah. like that. But if you go on Spotify, there's actually Vincent Price playlists. No way. Where it's him reading uh, macabre short stories. Yeah. And it is... It's sex for your ears. Right. It is seriously sex for your ears. Okay. I would turn that soundtrack on and fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also, guys, I hope everybody tuned into Shudder to watch Joe Bob Briggs' uh, slumber party party, which was awesome. It was absolutely awesome. I know we all know we all know and love Joe Bob Briggs, and now Darcy the male girl who is doing a great job. And real quick, she's di- fine. She is. She absolutely is. And I hate... My heart goes out to her because of... uh, She was bullied a lot over the past year. Really? Why? Yeah, she, like, left Twitter. She eventually came back. Uh, Well, people are dicks, man. People people are... This is seriously fat fucking pieces of shit that are like, Oh, I don't like her because she's got fucking... She's fake. Women are supposed to look like that. Yeah. Like, you fucking incel piece of shit. Like, Darcy is... A kind, sweet soul. Mm-hmm. And she's the reason why Joe Bob Briggs came back to TV. It's been 17 no fucking years. 17 fucking years since Joe Bob had a show since TNT Monster Vision. Wow. That was when Monster Vision was canceled the same time Monday Nitro was canceled because oh. of that AOL Time Warner merger oh, okay. where they said, we're going to do fucking uh, Canadian fucking eat, eat pudding Fucking uh, <laughs> eat pudding. They, these these weird independent Canadian fucking eat pudding and fucking uh, uh, wrangle horses and fall in love with your your fucking estranged aunt movies. Are you talking about rodeo? I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I mean, all I know is is that TNT done fucked up with that merger when they well, fucking yeah. got rid of Nitro and they got rid of uh, TNT Monster Vision. Okay. Uh, I know things are things are taking a turn now. I'm just so happy that Joe Bob isn't on cable or TV or anything like that. He's on Shutter and he could say whatever the, what the fuck he wants. He could do. say yeah. whatever he wants to say. And this new, the new. Uh, the way they're doing it is phenomenal because back in Monster Vision, it was Joe Bob would talk for like a minute in between commercial breaks. Mm-hmm. Now it's Joe Bob could fucking ramble for 10, 15 minutes in between. They 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 cut the movie up into breaks. Yeah. And it just goes back to Joe Bob chilling in his trailer and he explains the scene. So he's essentially talks like, about, like doing what we're doing right now. Kind, honestly, yeah. yeah. And I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. There's some stuff that's going to come out of my mouth that's secondhand from Joe Bob. Okay. Because Joe Bob is truth, and Joe Bob knows everything. Like, Jesus Christ. He fucking hangs out with Roger Corman. All right. Well, there you go. Shit. Yeah. The king of the the king of the B-movies. Yeah. But, of course, we don't call them B-movies. Call them exploitation films. Yes. Um, but real quick, dude. Woo, man. That slumber party, Darcy never fucking looked better. Wearing yeah. that unicorn onesie and... 
my god, that was great. Shit. And they had uh, so they played Summer, Par- Summer Party Massacre too, which has very little to do with the original Summer Party Massacre. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> uh, and he uh, uh, eventually went on and played Victor Crowley. Which is Hatchet, essentially Hatchet 4. Okay. He had Adam Green on, Felissa Rose, Kane Hodder. It was fucking great. All right. Uh, and a couple other of the uh, uh, actresses and uh, uh, actors of the movie. Now, I'm going through a really hard time right now. I'm not going to get too personal of it, but I actually watched this whole thing last night with my wife and I. And there's a, a part between Felissa Rose and Joe Bob Briggs that is just so fucking pure mm-hmm. and so wholesome that... We looked at each other, and we were both actually kind of teary-eyed. Really? Yeah. It right. just felt it felt so good to watch something that just, like, it, my heart was just overjoyed yeah. with the conversation between Felissa Rose and Joe Bob Briggs. Felissa Rose is Angela in the original Sleepaway Camp, who went on to do a thousand low-budget horror flicks. Oh, yeah? Go yeah, she's, she's dynamite. She also married the lead singer of uh, CKY. I don't know who CKY is. CKY, it's uh, Bam Margera's brother's band. CKY were kind of popular in the early 2000s. I guess what happened was Felissa Rose and her friend, they were like, hey, there's a rock concert at one of our favorite bars. You want to go to it? And they were kind of him and a hon around it. They're like, yeah, okay, let's let's go. Uh Uh, They didn't know who the band was. Of course, it was CKY. And the lead singer, who is now Felissa's husband, yeah. was wearing a Sleepaway Camp t-shirt, which was just a close-up of her face. And oh, she's sure. just like, she's in the crowd going, whoa, that's fucking weird. Why the fuck is this guy wearing a shirt with my face on it? Because yeah. this is before like it was popular to, to know to what in, Sleepaway yeah, yeah. Camp was, and to be such a fan of the macabre and horror mm-hmm. like the way it is now. Uh, so, she used her celebrity status, got backstage, met him, and they got married within a week. Holy shit. And they're still together. They got kids and shit. Wow. Yeah. He was just just in awe, awestruck that she was at this uh at the show. Like while he's wearing a fucking shirt. Yeah. And he just confessed his love to her and everything. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and they're still together. Holy shit, that's dope. Yeah, right? Yeah. And she's she's wonderful. She's a wonderful human being. Nice. Uh all right, guys. You want to get into the news? Let's get into the news. The news. The news. The news. March 16th is set for a release for uh, The Lockdown Haunting, starring Tony Todd. This movie was filmed during quarantine, and it was filmed with cell phones. Oh, shit. No film crew, no sound crew, nothing. So you say that, but like, like uh, because like somebody, I, can't, I don't remember who it was, but like somebody just, just like shot for shot, essentially uh, refilmed the, um, the Dream Warriors scene where Kristen is running... Like the, the like the opening scene when yeah. through the hallway with with like an iPhone eleven, the new one with the fucking the tri camera thing. It looks so good. It's great, yeah. Now it looks phenomenal right. and it's so clean and crisp. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. No? I like grainy. Fuck, okay. I like grainy. All right. I know now like the new trend is going to be let's shoot movies with cell phones. Which is ridiculous. It's ridiculous it's, to it's think like, that that's like, like, that's a like, real it's thing. Like, it's ridiculous, but it's also like oh, fuck the, the, the fucking future, man. <laughs> It's going to get rid of a lot of jobs. It is, unfortunately. Yeah, it is. Uh, that's very unfortunate. And especially now, I know it gets easier and easier to make movies, which, goddamn, you know what? I implore I implore you to make shorts. 
short short horror flicks. I yeah, implore you, you to make a horror movie. You can literally like you can like you can edit on your phone. You can like yes. do anything on your phone nowadays. So you might yeah, fucking do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and also like it's I saw Andy Dick in uh, it was back in I want to say two thousand seven. I saw Andy Dick at Edinburgh University, and he made a movie. Just for the sake of showing that anyone can make a fucking movie. Mm-hmm. The movie wasn't that good. No, no. But he, it, was, it, it was okay. It was funny. It was a lot of dark humor. Um, was it? He came out on... Honestly, yeah. Right. Andy Dick is is surprisingly talented. It's just his mainstream persona. It's just everyone hates him. Well, yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, Andy Dick is actually very talented. Okay. Um, he did, however, get arrested that night <laughs> at, a, at a bar afterwards, yeah. right. which... That's the story. It was neither here nor there. It's a story for another time. But Andy Dick uh, got on stage at the end of the movie and he explained why he made this movie. And it was just to show that anybody can make a movie because he shot it, he starred in it, he directed, he wrote it, and he did the editing. Okay. He did everything. And he's just like, guys, anyone can make a fucking movie. Mm -hmm. Like, do you need a budget? Yeah. It doesn't have to be that bad, though. Right. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And also, there are people that will give you money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, the guy that's making this movie, The Lockdown Hauntings, which is starring Tony Todd, uh, is Howard J. Ford. Howard J. Ford hasn't really done a horror movie since 2010, which is called The Dead. It's a zombie movie. It's streaming on Tubi right now. Tubi is a free app, so you could go back and watch that movie, mm-hmm. which I actually have never seen that. I don't really know who Howard J. Ford is. I watched the trailer for this movie, The Lockdown Hauntings, and it looks pretty sweet. It's about a a dead serial killer that's still killing. Okay. Yeah, so it's like getting killed by someone invisible. So kind of... Hollow Man? I was just going to say that. It kind (laughs) of did the whole, like, all right, The Invisible Man just came out, and this movie was filmed over quarantine, so it's not... This isn't anything fucking original. But Tony Todd's in it. I watched... The fucking scene from Elm Street 4 with dude doing karate. That looks like the... Honestly, that's the whole fucking movie. (laughs) I watched... The trailer's two minutes long, and it's just, like, people sitting there. Next thing you know, books are flying at them. (laughs) Fucking the coffee table's moving. And they have, like, some real ominous music playing. All right. Yeah. Between us, I think this movie's going to suck. Yeah. Am I going to watch it? Yes. Probably, probably, yeah. yeah. I'm absolutely going to watch it. I love Tony Todd. Uh, That's great. So the Annabelle doll. Oh, here we go. All right. So there's some shit behind this Annabelle doll. Now, it's uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren. They had this Annabelle doll, which is basically a fucking raggedy Ann piece of shit. And then the movies turned it into that porcelain, creepy-looking doll that's possessed by a demon. Right. Now... I'm not the biggest fan of the Conjuring universe. Neither am I. And I think those movies are cheap. However, the first Conjuring did have its moments, and I did enjoy it. Okay. Uh, because, obviously, there's good acting in it. It's it's Blumhouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Wan. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the Annabelle movies are not... They're not really my cup of tea. Not mine either. Um. Uh, I know there are people that like it. I know there's people that have Annabelle tattooed on them, which reminds really? me real quick. Let me give a shout out to our new sponsor, yeah, which I, I forgot to do at the beginning of the show. <laughs> Arboreal Inc. on Hurdle Avenue. If you want a fucking tattoo, 
Go to Arboreal Inc. Yeah. They're good shit. Yeah, the folks at Arboreal Inc. does like amazing, amazing fucking work. So. We're talking about Greg Sobchak and uh, Kevin Blackwood, who's also a professional wrestler. They're both tattooing there. And a wonderful piercing uh, artist, I think they're yeah, called. So. Uh, her name's Britt. And she will pierce anything you got. They are all very fucking talented people. Very, very talented. I'm currently working on a Friday the 13th sleeve on my left arm, and it is coming together nicely. All right. So back to Annabelle. Now, I there's a ghost, one of those ghost chaser guys, whatever, yeah. I guess bought the rights to Annabelle, but okay. Annabelle is actually still owned by Ed and Lorraine Warren's, like, stepson. Okay. Or, or, or Ed's stepkid. I don't fucking know. It's one. Yeah. Of, it's somehow, it's someone not really actually related to them. Yeah. But, so Ed and Lorraine Warren, they both died in the last five years. Right. Um, they're both full of shit. <laughs> they're absolutely full of shit. Amityville Haunting has been debunked. All of this shit what? has been, yeah, it, all of this shit has been fucking debunked. Ed would go into a place and... Uh, so th- what Ed and Lorraine would do is they would obviously debunk a lot of shit on their own and be like like in the first movie when they were just like, hey, that weird noise you hear is actually your thermostat and shit like that. Yeah. And they, they debunk shit. But occasionally they will go, hey, there's a lot of cool shit going on at this place. There's a lot of rich history. Let's fucking play on this. Mm-hmm. So they were basically con men. So wait, I mean, if it wasn't real, <laughs> no man, it ain't fucking real. None of that's that real. Make, that makes me really fucking sad. I'm right? Like, it made me sad too. It was all bullshit. Fuck. Yeah. Um. It was just a uh, wait. So it's fucking Rhonda failed didn't kill his fucking family. No, dude. There, there was the murders and everything that okay. did that did happen, but there's literally no hauntings. Okay. The next family that moved in there, Ed and Lorraine Warren came in, and they were like, "Look, this is what we're gonna fucking do. We're gonna fucking make up all these fucking stories, and we're gonna run with it." I was gonna say, cause I, I, I fucking Wikipedia the fucking the, the fucking the DeFeo murders. The DeFeo murders yeah. are real. Okay, those are fucking real. He did go through and kill his whole family, but not, if not you look I'm back sad, on, not that I'm sad that he actually like. Not that I'm sad that I can't think of words. Um, well, not that I'm happy that he has to fucking kill his family. I'm, to say. I'm just like, okay. Uh, You're happy that that part happened. I'm not happy. I'm not. Uh, I'm not happy per se that it happened. <laughs> Dude, I had a goal this year, and that was to watch every single Amityville movie. Uh-huh. And there's so fucking many because not uh, one way, studio, way, way too many of them. Not one studio has the rights to Amityville. So oh, there's yeah. so many fucking Amityville movies. Yeah. You have your original Amityville movie and the sequel sprung from that, but right. also all these other weird, goofy Amityville possessions. Them, yeah. Amityville trapped in time. Yeah. Amityville the curse. Amityville. There's Amityville movies that actually don't even take place in the house. They take place in California at this oh, other house because dumb. something something was taken. There was like a lamp. And the demon went into a lamp and then went to California yeah. and possessed this other fucking house. There are so many fucking sequels. There's an Amityville 3D. There's an Amityville wet yeah. panties movie. There's fucking, there's so much weird shit. That's where your pussy's possessed and it's just, it just, just juices everywhere. It's terrible. Um, okay. <laughs> where the fuck was I talking I about? Annabelle. Uh, all right. So there was this whole thing that the Annabelle doll disappeared. That it escaped. Oh, like in real life? Yeah. So oh, of course, like you... everyone's like, everyone's like, oh shit! Like, is this just like? Oh, 2020. Oh uh... god, this is the le- who had Annabelle for yeah. August? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that just was recently debunked. It turned out that this uh, this ghost hunter piece of shit fucking hit it. 
and was like trying to get some fucking. Uh, uh, is, it, is it that one guy from fucking Ghost Adventurer? It's like the tough one. Yeah, he's like all jacked up. Yeah. He's like, "Yo, Ghost, where the fuck yeah, are yeah, you?" Yeah, I'm, I'm that fucking, fucking clown. Fucking yeah. So there's there's currently a battle over the Annabelle doll, which, <laughs> dude, I, I think it's fighting over a doll. Fighting what? over fighting over a doll, right? Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, the guy. <laughs> there is a movie that's going to be coming out straight to Shutter on October first. Uh, it's called Scare Me. The trailer for it is out. It's about a minute long. It it kind of has a little bit of a cabin in the woods feel to it. It looks kind of goofy. It looks. It just looks like a fun movie. Um. Yeah, it's called Scare Me, October 1st. It's just a couple trying to scare each other the whole time. Okay. It, but it gets taken... It gets like, they, 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 they keep going higher and higher. Oh, and dude, they, they seem to take it pretty far, man. Okay. Uh, Eli Roth, Season 2, is uh, History of Horror, will be coming to AMC this October. Okay. Um, so, you know, if you don't want to listen to us... You can just fucking watch what? this. <laughs> watch this Eli Roth show. Uh, Fear Street. The Fear Street trilogy is going to be coming to Netflix next summer. Uh, Netflix had closed deal with Disney to acquire the trilogy of connected uh, Fear Street films with a plan to stream the films next year. Mm. In an event, the streaming giant is planning titled The Summer of Fear. So next summer, we're going to be getting The Summer of Fear from Netflix from Fear Street. Now, do you remember Fear Street? I do remember. I was going to say I do remember Fear Street. R.L. Stein. Yeah, okay. That's yeah, why. that was like back in like 90, yeah. 94 yeah, yeah, these right. uh these came out. That's so, right. yeah, so we're going to be getting uh we're going to be getting some cool shit from Netflix coming up pretty soon. Oh. Uh Elizabeth Moss is she's going to be working uh with Blumhouse developing Mrs. March. Okay. Uh Elizabeth Moss who you know just just did The Invisible Man and she was also in the um Hands Made Tale. How is that? It's fucking dark. Is it? Yeah. All right, I've been like, like, like almost uncomfortable dark, but like you can't look away dark too. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh man, really? Yeah, uh, yeah. I heard there's some, some really uh, kind of. That's scenes. what I'm saying. Like it's, it's fucking uncomfortable as shit to watch. But like, really, you, like, like you root for her the entire way. You root for her to fucking like get out of the situation. She gets season two. She's in anyway. Like you gotta you gotta watch it. It's good. It's okay. I uh, so this movie is described as a psychological thriller. Uh, it's going to center an Upper East Side housewife who spirals into s- insanity when she suspects the horrible protagonist in her husband's new novel is based on her. Huh. The yeah. So that's uh, that's something to look forward to there. Okay. All right. And this is the one thing I really wanted to talk about now. So eight scary movies are headed to Prime in Welcome to the Blumhouse. All right. Uh, Blumhouse, of course. Jason Blum, who is just fucking squeezing horror for all it's worth right now. Um, yeah, uh, let's see. A program of eight unsettling genre movies are being compiled for Welcome to the Blumhouse. The films are produced by Jason Blum's Blumhouse Television and Amazon Studios. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. The movies will be suspenseful and chilling stories about family and love as redemptive or destructive forces. This will be the first catalog of theatrical connected genre stories from Amazon original movies on prime video. Uh, so yeah, we're going to get eight different movies 
coming up here pretty soon. Uh, starting in October, I believe. Okay. Uh, let's see what these movies are. We have Black Box, Evil Eye, The Lie. Hmm. That's weird. Yeah, I'm only seeing four here, so I don't know if there's... So it's just going to be for the 4th of October? Or it's, gonna... Yeah, there, it's, well, there's supposed to be eight movies coming right. out, but I'm only seeing four different ones. But, okay. hey, we'll cover that more later. Yeah. Uh, Oh, shit. And I lied. It's not coming out this October. Next year? Next October. Okay. Yeah. You know how shit is now, yeah. dude. Uh, there is. Did you see the Godzilla Museum in Japan? No, I, I had no idea about this. There's a Godzilla museum that opened up that you could actually zip line into Godzilla's mouth, and oh, that's shit. the entrance to the museum. Scott would have a fucking. He would. He anywhere. absolutely would. Our friend Johnny Puma would absolutely love that. He would splooge everywhere if, if he did that. Yeah, but he'd have to go to Japan first to do that. Well, yeah. Could you imagine him over there? I can. I can. He'd die. He <laughs> he would get lost somewhere. Like it would be like, well, the city has him now. Fucking Yakuza would get him. <laughs> <laughs> There's a <laughs> the Yakuza. Like, I, would they even really? You think the Yakuza would be that concerned about? Well, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, all right. Yeah, he would do something stupid to piss off the Yakuza. Yes. Uh, all right. And, like, and not know that he did it, and be like, be like, wow, what's going on, guys? What are you guys doing? <laughs> I'm sure it's common knowledge now about uh, Halloween Kills being pushed back to next year. Yeah. I know we talked about it before on our first episode. Very disappointed. But, yeah. But get it. But we get it. Oh, I can't say words today at all. Fuck. I don't want to see Halloween Kills at home on a streaming service. Oh, no. I want to see it in the movies. Yeah. I That's what I want, man. A movie like Halloween Kills, I absolutely have to see in the theaters. Yeah. Saw 2018's Halloween opening night in the theaters, and I was absolutely blown away by it. Yeah. I thought it was fucking great. Okay. Yeah. And I like the whole soft reboot. Yeah. Uh, and taking out all that entire like middle story everything about <laughs> three, four, five, like H2O resurrection. Well, like, like two, two didn't even happen. Oh, two still doesn't Two happen. didn't even oh, happen, okay. yeah. So Laurie Strode and Michael Myers are not brother and sister. Okay. Which I dig. They never were, right? What's that? They never were, right? Like the, well, they, in, in the originals, they weren't. In part two, they yeah. revealed that yeah. they're brother and sister. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in the first one, it doesn't reveal it doesn't, that. Yeah. So part two, it reveals that, that like, you know, Laurie was like the baby in the other room that Michael didn't kill the night he killed his other sister. Okay. When he killed, uh, yeah. was that J- Jody? I think so. Uh, okay, so... The other thing that we know is that Tommy Doyle is going to be back in Halloween Kills. Tommy Doyle was the young kid that Laurie Strode, Jamie Lee Curtis, was babysitting in the first movie. Tommy Doyle, the last time we saw him, was Curse of Michael Myers, who was played by a very young Paul Rudd. Oh, shit. That's right. I wish Paul Rudd would Come come back and reprise this role, but instead we're getting Anthony Michael Hall. Anthony Anthony Michael Hall was from The Breakfast Club. Yeah. Who eventually and, and discovered? Yeah, and yeah. he discovered weights. Yeah, he discovered weights, and he yeah. got buff. He, right. he had that, and then yeah. he went on to be the the piece of shit boyfriend in Edward Scissorhands. Edward Scissorhands. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was him. It yeah. was just him jacked up and buff. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Tommy Doyle is going Same to be hair, but yeah, I get it. 
Uh, but if you go on, uh, if you go on the iHorror uh, site or uh, even Bloody Disgusted or anything like that, there's actual screenshots of what Tommy Doyle looks like. Now he's very grizzled, very rough looking, and he has. Uh, there's a, sh- a shot of him with a baseball bat. So I am kind of curious as to what what role he's going to play if he's hmm. if if Tommy Doyle is somebody that was still in Haddonfield or he comes back to Haddonfield when all this shit happens. Uh, but you know, a quick little. Brief synopsis, David Gordon Green and Danny McBride, uh, they describe Halloween Kills as it takes place the same night. Picking up where the last movie ended, events in the film bring together a lot of characters who were in the 1978 film who we didn't see last time. They gather to try once and for all to take down Michael to stop this madman. Hmm. Um, But of course, we're not going to get any of that Cult of Thorn shit. So that's pretty cool. All right. Yeah, man. Uh. One last little tidbit here before we get into the movie of the day. A three-issue Terrifier comic book is in the works that will be coming out soon. The three issues, uh, it's nothing new. This is mainly for collectors and just fans of comic books and horror in general. Mm -hmm. Um, Or if you're just a big fan of Art the Clone. Because the three-issue Terrifier comic book is actually Terrifier the movie. Okay. Turn into graphic novel form. I know Shaun of the Dead, they did that years ago. Right. Where it was the movie to a T, just in graphic novel form. Yeah, yeah. Which I saw a... I'm going to post it on our social media site, uh, but I, I saw a uh, a little clip of the artwork, and it's like the opener of Art putting his makeup on and like getting ready. Oh, man, I'm going to go out and do some killing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it looks really cool. So we'll definitely nice. share that on our social media pages. Definitely. All right, man. Okay. All right. All right. So let's go back to 2006, right? 2006. That was like 14 years ago? I can't do math, man. Yeah, I'm I guess. I'm asking you. Shit. I guess. Sure. All I right. mean, this is the same in 2006. That's, uh, that's the year that I moved to Buffalo. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Holy shit, man. Wow. Yeah, from Erie, Pennsylvania. Uh, dude, 2006 was kind of a wild year. There was a lot of weird... What was I doing in 2006? I was still living at home. <laughs> I was 21. I wasn't doing shit. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't... Okay, so Will wasn't doing shit in 2006, I right? I damn thing. <laughs> uh, working, that's it. What, uh, so, the top songs in 2006. You had Crazy by Narls Barkley. Uh, that was 2006, man. Danny California by Red Hot Chili Peppers came yeah. out. Uh, Promiscuous by Nelly Furtado came out. Uh, Chasing Cars. You had <laughs> Call Me When You're Sober by Evanescence. I miss them. What? I, I like Evanescence. Okay. That's her, oh my god, you do. That's right. Don't you had judge, that. Don't judge me. All right. So Will I, and I, I, had, I had fucking Evanescence like first album. Don't 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 look at me like that. <laughs> I'm not judging you. Oh no, I'm not. All right, keep going. <laughs> uh, snap your fingers. Wow, was 2006. Well, John, I know, right? Fuck. Uh, dude, 2006 was uh was just weird. Like yeah. Bush was still president. Uh. The Hills Have Eyes came out in 2006. Silent Hill movie. The X-Men Last Stand. Slither. The Wicker Man. Slither is fucking underrated as hell. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Uh, 
fucking Borat came out. I, I never got into him. That's okay. That's okay. We don't have to talk about Borat ever. Have, no, that's fine. No. Yeah. Uh, but the my favorite movie from 2006 that came out was Anchor Bay. Uh, Anchor Bay produced this movie called Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go to the town of Glen Echo. Yes. And the start of the movie, it takes place with, uh, give me the, uh, what's her name again? Like the, the character name or the actress name? Taylor, right? Taylor, yeah. Taylor. It's Taylor, and she's doing a documentary mm-hmm. about killers. Yes. Which, right off the bat, mentions Jason Voorhees. Yeah. It talks about the the campsite yep. where hockey mask killer Jason they Voorhees. Actually, they, they show like a piece of the sign, too. The, the, the Crystal Lake sign. Yeah. yeah. And then they went to Elm Street, where it was actually the, the Elm actual Street. House. It's the actual yeah. house that they, that they used for the Elm Street. It was at 1428? Yeah. Yeah. And it's Kane Hodder's living there. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Cameo number one. Yeah. Right off the bat. Kane fucking Hodder's Kane Hodder, If you movie. don't know Kane Hodder, he played uh, Jason Voorhees in, was he six, seven? Was he in eight? Uh, he was it's, it's seven, seven, eight, was it seven, Jason eight? Goes to Hell in X. Okay. Yeah, he wasn't in six. Uh, that was uh, uh, C.J. Graham. My bad, guys. Uh, that was, no, no, that's okay. Uh, that's uh, C.J. Graham came in to, he was the first portrayal of Jason after he died. The fucking, uh, Jason coming back from the dead. Yeah, yeah. Where it went from Mountain Man to super, form Mountain super, super Man natural. to Super. Yeah, yeah, Solomon Grundy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it clearly went that route of Giant Man, which Kane Hodder is a mountain of a man. C.J. Graham is a mountain of a man. Right. Um, and then the actors that portray Jason afterwards are also also giants. Can I just say I, I hate that they didn't use Kane Hodder for Freddy vs. Jason. We all do. Okay. We all absolutely do. A little tidbit there is that. Uh, Oh my god. I completely forgot the actor's name that played him in Freddy vs. Jason and I know that Derek, if you're Derek listening Mears? Derek Mears played him in uh Was that the remake? Derek Mears played him in two thousand nine. Oh, uh Derek okay. Derek Mears is did it's a great, great no, did a great, great job. Yeah, Absolute great job. He took yeah. it very seriously. Oh, yeah. Um he also Derek Mears went on to become Swamp Thing in the T V show uh with that D C put out. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Uh, but all right, so real quick about Freddie versus Ken Kurt Ken Kersinger. Thank you. That oh guy. my god, that was bugging me. Fucking like yeah. you wouldn't believe. All right, Jason takes Manhattan. Jason walks into a diner because he follows the two that he's chasing. Yeah. Um, that's where they're like, "Oh my god, a killer's coming after us!" And yeah. then she's like, "Welcome to New York." Yeah. Yeah. Which <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh. Well, he he is actually the guy that Jason throws over the bar. At the diner. Wait. A guy gets up to Jason and is just like, all right, buddy. Like, he goes to kick him out. Jason grabs him and throws him uh, over the bar where he hits, like, the, the, the mirror Wait, lands. that's Ken Kessinger? Yes. No shit. Yeah, so that's kind of like, uh, hey, <laughs> fuck you. I'm Jason now. Yeah, yeah right? Wow, all right. The reason why that they went with the... Uh, that particular actor is because he's two inches taller than Kane Hodder. Yeah. And mean, they wanted that... The, the, the fucking the height, like the visual dynamic of it. Yeah. Freddy versus Jason is basically a live action anime movie. Oh yeah. 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 One hundred percent is. It absolutely is. Um, but I think that's kind of fun that like Kane Hodder and Ken were in a movie together, and which was a fucking Friday the Thirteenth Part Eight. Jason takes yeah. Manhattan. Yeah. Yeah. Which, by the way, real quick, Jason takes Manhattan. 
had one of the coolest trailers ever, where it plays New York, New York, mm-hmm. and then it had Jason turn around. Yeah, yeah. But I still remember that as a little kid watching that okay. and being like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> but then, of course, the movie is Jason takes a cruise. A really shitty cruise. A long ass, like, like Miss Buffalo, like cruise. Miss Buffalo cruise. Like Miss Buffalo. All right, we, man. We, we we here at Dana Scary love Miss Buffalo. Actually, yeah, dude, hell yeah. Um, Not really. So we go back. To, <laughs> go back to the movie here. Mm-hmm. We find so and then we go to uh, we go to Haddonfield where Michael Myers they show the actual house yeah and they show the house and everything yeah. and it talks about how Michael Myers at least on four different occasions showed up so that's yeah. I like that they showed that yeah, like yeah. yeah yeah you know what he did this a few times yeah. all right <laughs> but it's what what drives these what drives these men to do this mm-hmm. what type of person becomes this well we're gonna find out because right here in the town of glen echo we got the new serial killer who's gonna do his damn thing which i am so curious as to how this whole thing was set up me too how did these film students that are doing a documentary on the new the new boy in town who is leslie vernon yeah how was this set was this set up through email I fuck. I have no idea. It's just it's, like the film students get together. They're like, "Hey, we got to make a movie. What are we gonna make a movie? Hey, you know Jason Voorhees, you know Michael Myers, stuff like that. Those guys are scary as hell, right? And plus, I don't think they have email. But <laughs> yeah, but somebody yeah, somebody answered our email. Like, hey, who wants to be a killer? It is Leslie Vernon, right? We're gonna also go- to make clear that like, this movie is like it's like it, it takes place in the same universe as those uh, as those other killers. So it's, it's very it's, meta. It's, yeah. It's supposed yes. to be like they actually it's actually happened. So this actually exists. Yeah. Uh to where there is a good versus evil and there is a reason why they do everything. If you want to like all the horror tropes going into this movie. First off, let me well not first off cuz we're already talking about this. Yeah. This movie is meant for an avid horror fan. Yeah. An absolute avid horror fan because there's so many Easter eggs and there's so much that goes into this and there's so much backstory and, oh my God, everything that goes into this movie is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was actually blown away by this. The first time I saw it was in 2007. I rented it at Blockbuster. Completely blown away. I rented it a few times. I never bought it for some reason. Um, But now, of course, it is on all the streaming services, except for Netflix. Um, I don't think it's on Hulu either. No. It's definitely on Prime, though. Definitely on Prime. Definitely on Shudder. So we go to... it's, It's Taylor, and then you have Doug, who's working the camera, and then you got the sound guy, Todd. Yes. Yeah, uh, Doug, who reminds me of Bulk. Actually, they both remind me of Bulk and Skull from Power Rangers. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, which I, I, Will and I watched this the other day, and I blew Will's mind by telling him that the Power Rangers story is still going on in comic book form, and Bulk and Skull actually have Ranger suits now. It fucked me up, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, Bulk is like, a, a, they're which older. They're make, like it, in their thirties. Makes sense though, because why wouldn't they? All, why, why wouldn't they be like, hey, we, you, every, every time some shit goes on, you guys disappear. What are you guys doing? And right, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's bulk is like this jacked up fat dude. Oh yeah, like he's just like a big fucking. He's like Bray Wyatt, like, like Kingpin, kind of. Yeah. Well, but like he's but like, like a, like you watch Venture Brothers. I don't. 
Oh, Henchman 21, it's kind of like that, where he was fat and then just got buff but never lost the fat. Okay. And he has like a big beard. Bulk is so badass now. Okay. So we got Bulk and Skull doing uh, doing the camera crew yeah. and uh, <laughs> whatever behind the camera. Yeah. You got Taylor up front. I want to talk a little bit about Taylor. Okay. All right. Taylor, now, ta- the actress's name is Angela Gothals. Is this all she did? Uh, let's see. I'm pretty sure this was it. I think she went on to do a couple uh, appearances and shows. Whoa, whoa, what the fuck? She's apparently in Home Alone and Jerry Maguire. All right, man, that's awesome. I did not know that. So that's oh fuck, she's one of the fucking kids in Home Alone. You fucking with me? No, she was. She's oh holy shit, she's the one. So she's in Home Alone. She has a fucking scene. She's like, she's the one who's like, you're what the French calls (gasps) laissez combattant. No. Yeah, it's her. That's her. Yeah. If you look at the, the that, that scene and like look at pictures of her, that's definitely her. Holy, Holy shit. shit, that's amazing. Wow. So Taylor is very timid. Yes. Always has her full body covered with like turtlenecks. Yeah. Uh, very plain Jane, no makeup. She has. She's wearing the, like the jeans of like of the style back then with like the boot cut jeans, but they like the like super baggy too. She had an onion tied to her belt, which is the style at the time. Did she have onion tied to her belt? <laughs> Oh, you're fucking with me. Uh, <laughs> all right. You know I'm gullible. Yeah, I wore an onion tied to my belt, which was the style of the times. Well, shit. <laughs> so, Taylor is our lead actress. Yes. And this is where we cue Leslie Vernon, who is our main uh, antagonist of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leslie Vernon, who is Nathan... Um, oh, my God. I, uh, his last Nathan, name... Nathan... Uh, fuck, I just wrote it down, too. Nathan... Where the hell? Uh, Basil. Thank you. Basile, whatever. I can't, it's hard to pronounce. This is where we cue him, where it's a great way they introduce him. They go to the house where it's, they tell his, his quick origin story is that the town folks of Glen Echo uh, came to this farmhouse, which rests on a, it's like a cider farm, an orchard. Will uh, just pulled up a picture of Taylor, who's, From my God, That's who her. plays Lenny McAllister. Yeah. That is absolutely her. Holy shit. Wow. Unreal. And she went on to go play as play in Jerry Maguire, I'm sure, as another kid, right? Uh, she would because that was like just a couple Maguire's, years. They said she was like Kathy something. I just, I just. Nah, don't worry thing. about that. That's fucking, all we know is show me the money, and that's, yeah, it, that's right? it. Yeah, Cuba Good Junior. Cuba Good yeah. Junior is like only good role ever. That's uh, the only he won an Oscar from it too. Yeah, that, now look at him. Yeah, What's he doing? Look at you. Look at you now, <laughs> huh? Tom Cruise making Top Gun too. What are you doing, Cuba? Oh, <laughs> you black. Whoa, you ugly. Color purple, man. Come on. <laughs> I know what it is. All right. Well. <laughs> All right. So we introduce Leslie Vernon. Uh, yes. Now Nathan Basil. Now Nathan yeah. is a theater actor from New York City. Uh, I believe he eventually moves out west, and he still works in theater. Mm-hmm. He hasn't really done any other parts or really anything big since this movie mm. um i know he likes the stage that's kind of what he's comfortable with as opposed okay. to being behind a camera um i don't know much about how he was cast to play this role mm-hmm. um but i will tell you this this actor is a mix of jim carrey 100 percent. i see christian slater yeah and we then, talked about this the other night you, yeah you said christian slater you said the, the guy from um, i carly yeah 
Josh. Drake and Josh. That, Drake and like Josh, the, the crazy guys. guy that worked the theater. Spencer, theater, Spencer yeah. 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 Cr- crazy, whatever. Well, he looks he's, just like him. He does. He d- and acts like him. Yeah. Um, now, you mentioned someone else. I Okay. I, I, I agree with the Jim Carrey part because like, I, could, I could easily see Jim Carrey in this fucking role, honestly. Yeah. And I, I, Especially I, at the time, yeah, and I, I, I thoroughly, I thoroughly believe that if Jim Carrey was cast in this role, the movie would have did, did a, a lot better. It would have because of the name. But you do you mean? think Jim Carrey would have taken it to? He would Jim Carrey it. He really, Jim Carrey yeah. it. Yeah, it's not a knock against him because you know I'm, I, I fucking love Jim Carrey. Yeah, but I feel like he would have done like some weird voices and like some weird chicken dances and at shit like time, that. At the same time, like I was, we talk about this too, like. He was in fucking Eternal Sunshine of Spotless Mind. Spotless Mind. That it, was fucking. Twenty one is amazing. Twenty one, yeah. Twenty one is really fucking good. It's really good. We, it, it, Jim Carrey has proven in the past that he can be a very good actor. He could, he could switch it up. Yeah. I would just be concerned. Yeah, no, I would too. About having Jim Carrey play this part. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, I'm, I'm, I, I like who they went with. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like, like, like Jim Carrey, and he also has like a hint of um. Ryder Strong, who plays Sean Hunter in Boy Meets World. Now, Ryder Strong went on to do Cabin, Cabin Fever. Fever. Yeah. Yeah. Which I guess looks wise, maybe. But he doesn't remind me of him. There were certain scenes in, like, while I was watching, I was like, wow, that's like, that's really like Sean Hunter esque, which is weird to say. But, like, I don't know. It was like, I don't know. Some, 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 of, some, some of it was like fucking mannerism. Some of it was like, okay. Like, some of like, his facials was like, I was like, huh, that's a weird Sean Hunter ass face. <laughs> <laughs> I just love how they introduce him. How it's like, uh, he just, they're, they're in front, they're just, in front of the house. Yeah. And it's like, there he is. He pops up in the window. It was like, yeah. wait, no, he's over there. And he's yeah. like behind a swing set and then he's behind a tree. And the next thing you know, he's like right behind the camera guy. Like, hey, just standing there. Yeah. yeah. But he has this very awkward super awkward very like, awkward weird. sense about him and yeah. let's talk real quick about the style of 2006 mm-hmm. which he had a soul patch yeah and a messy weird faux hawk which i kind of used to it was faux hawk ish okay ish wasn't it kind of a, i feel like he was like he like he had like the like to said the style of the fucking haircut back then he just had the like the hair on top and like the so it was a little shape. spiky but not yeah. but not and he had a, he had that soul patch yep. and i don't know if everyone remembers this or not but around that time it was cool to wear a long sleeve shirt with a t-shirt over top of it mm-hmm. which it's kind of weird thinking about that i did a lot in high school i did too yeah um yeah i did too i wore like i would wear like a long sleeve uh, Dragon Ball Z shirt because right. there was Dragon Ball Z sh- shit on like the sleeve. Yeah, yeah. And then I would put like my Balls Mahoney shirt over top of that. See, it was funny because I used to wear my freshman year of high school. I used to wear the um, you know, I don't know if you remember like how popular there was those fucking like dragon. Oh yeah, man, yeah. dude! I had so many of those. I had, I had a few of those too, like a bunch of. Like, Everything was shiny. Things. Yeah, yeah. I so this is this is 2006. Like when I was in high school, I graduated in 02. Yeah. And, like, I would wear – we had this store called Gadzooks. And from the sound of it, because we're in Buffalo, New York right now, when I ever, whenever I bring up Gadzooks, no one really knows what the fuck I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. We had Gadzooks where they strictly sold, like, the stuff that the Hardy Boys wore. Yeah. Like, those, like, mesh shirts that yeah. were skin tight that had dragons on the sleeves. Yeah. Uh, the button-down bowling-style shirts that were always shiny. Yep. That had, were covered in flames. Yep. Um, and let's not forget about those fucking Jinko pants that were like, they were kind of shiny, black, 
and just baggy and covered in pockets and chains. I had a, I had a pair of gray ones. Did you? Yeah. Nice. It was super shiny. I also wore pleather pants. I didn't go that far. I wore, I did, man. I was full. I, I would try to be full on Rockstar. Yeah. I was a big fan of Chris Jericho, and See, Chris Jericho wore a lot of pleather. It's really weird because it went from, like, for me, like, we're going up and another tan- fucking tangent, but it went from me It went from me wearing the fucking dragon shirts, the dragon button-ups, and, like, to, like, wearing... Did you turn preppy? Ass, no, it went to be me to wear that to like wheel like wearing like huge ass like baggy white t shirts and like baggy jeans. Yeah, I never I never got into the baggy stuff. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't do it. I don't I don't like stuff that's like baggy on me. I mean, there's there's a, there's a picture of me out there somewhere that I'm like I was wearing like a bills like a like a like a, a, a red bills fitted a huge ass white t shirt and like a pair of like Echo jeans. Echo. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. I never wore Echo, but my little brother did. Did he? Yeah, a lot of it. Yeah. That fucking rhino. Yeah. That rhino is everywhere. (laughs) It was everywhere. Oh, my God. All right. So we are really going into a time. That's. It's fun talking about a movie that came out in 2006 because unlike the 80s, like, we weren't tiny little kids. Yeah. Like, we actually lived through this shit. Right. I know. Yeah. Like, we were... (laughs) we were listening to that music and everything and like <laughs> yeah. that style and everything. So it's, it's kind of, it's kind of wild, man. Yeah. All right. So we introduce Leslie Vernon who invites everybody inside. Mm-hmm. We get a look at the turtles. Yeah. Where he says, I keep trying to kill these guys. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't feed them and they just won't die on me. And that's mm-hmm. where Taylor's to kind of awkward. Like, well, t- turtles are like that. They, yeah. they don't really die. Really, and yeah, they they have that. Die. That's that scene where he stands there with his hands on his hips and is like, yeah. And just, and that's it. That's it. Like and it's and so yeah. awkward. Yeah. But the more you watch this movie, his, Leslie Vernon's awkwardness is deliberate. Yes. It's very deliberate. Leslie Vernon, as we find out throughout watching this movie, is a sociopath. He's fucking insane. Absolutely insane. First off, he's willingly killing people. Mm-hmm. And he's taking months to prep for it. Right. Um, and that's what this whole documentary is about. It's about him prepping why they, why he does, why himself, Jason and all these other people do what they do, mm-hmm. how they do it. And that's where they're sitting there. They're in that den and they're like, we notice a lot of, uh, a lot of books here on like, uh, what was like stuff like the anarchist cookbook, but deeper than that. Yeah, uh, it was a lot of like sleight of hand yeah, stuff was, like I was, that. I was going to bring that up. Like he has a he has a bunch of like um like encyclopedias, like, like escape artists and magic tricks and shit like that, which fucking makes everything come back full circle too. That these at the end of it that they're basically magicians. Yeah, they're ninjas. Yep, and they're magicians. Right. And that's where that really cool part where he was like, "You guys want to see a trick? Yeah, like I need give me a deck of cards, Todd. You got a deck of cards on you?" And he's like, "Why the fuck would I have a deck of cards on me?" He's like, "Check, your check front pocket, check your front pocket." Like, and then you just hear, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So like that would oh, that would fuck me up right there. Help, so then it goes to the sit down interview where it's. There's like candles behind him, and they're trying to do like that Barbara Walters, like 2020, like yeah. six, oh, 60 shit, yeah. minutes type shit where yeah, they're like right. sitting there. Yeah. And then Leslie's just like, All right, fuck it. Well, let me just show you. Right. Yeah, let's just show you. So that leads to the opening scene. Could we talk about the opening scene yet? Oh my God, that's right. Yeah. During the opening credits. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the opening credits was, uh, uh, it starts. 
at a diner. It, it looks like a, it's outside of a diner. Of it, a diner it's yeah. very like 1980s feel. Yeah. She puts a brick at the door. She sees. She's taking the trash out. She puts the brick. She puts the brick at the, at the uh, like the back room door. So she can now. Who is this uh, this actress again? This uh, is her Kelly? name. Is, the character name is Kelly. Kelly. And her actual name is Kate Lane Johnson. She's one of those other ones too that just did a bunch of shows, right? I think so. Yeah, she never went on to really do any other, uh, any other major movies or anything like that. She just played an extra in a lot of TV shows like yeah. CSI. I mean, she's, and shit I mean, like she's that. currently in like 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 the, the show Sha- uh, Shameless, but other than that, she is. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. Good for her. Yeah, good. I like hearing that when people people that just get these parts in horror. That kind of seems like that's all they really do. Mm-hmm. Um, then eventually somebody like Adam Green comes by and will cast you because you were in a horror movie and have you as something completely different. Right. Um, like what he did for somebody like along the lines of Robert England, Felissa Rose, Kane Hodder and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tony Todd, but like, uh, so we go back to the opener part of the movie where this door slams shut on this girl and she runs around to the front of the diner. Um, and it goes to Leslie explaining, like, this is the girl that I've been stalking. Mm-hmm. She's a virgin. Yep. I'm going to kill all of her friends. They're going to stay at my mom's my mom's cabin yep. where I died at, uh, where the town people of Glen Echo killed me, yep. raped and killed my mother. Um, they're going to stay here. I'm going to kill all them. And she's going to be my final girl. Right. Uh, the survivor, basically, yeah. because she's a virgin. She's pure. She's going to empower herself and everything like that. Uh, and then it goes to that opening scene where he, he explains. He's like, I have this brick here. She's going to hold the door open with this brick. Now I have this fishing wire yes, attached to it. To brick. And it was a lot of fucking fishing, fishing lore on there. Right. And he's like, you, he tells Taylor. Since you're here. You yeah. Can, you can help me out with this. You're going to. She's going to look up. Think she sees me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be standing over here. She's going to think she sees me. Now, let's talk about Leslie Ferdinand's get up. Yeah. His fucking gimmicks, his attire, mm-hmm. which I love. Yeah. First off, he's barefoot. Oh, I know that. He's barefoot, which I like because it makes him cat like. Very quiet. Okay. You're not going to hear footsteps. Yeah. Uh, Jason Voorhees, the one thing about him is that he he was loud when he was walking towards you. Mm-hmm. Um, Freddie, of course, used nightmare shit. Right. So you didn't really hear him. Um, and Michael Myers is just smooth and light on his feet. Mm-hmm. I like that Leslie was barefoot. You're not going to hear that. Yeah. Uh, Leslie is also wearing overalls mm-hmm. and, that are ripped up, dirty, a long sleeve thermal shirt. Henley, I think. What's yeah, that? Like, it was like, like, a, like a Henley thermal. Yeah, yeah, yeah kind of like that. Also ripped up. Yep. Uh, and then over top of his face is a a grayish-blue paper mache mask mm-hmm. with hair on top of it. Right. That kind of makes a frowny face with black around the eyes. Yep. I love this mask. Yeah, it's simple. It, it needs to, it's, it's what it needs to be. It's very simple, and I appreciate that it has that it wasn't white simple but or terrifying. black. Yeah. It was very very creepy. Yeah. I, I, I love it. Uh, it's, it's definitely... Uh, I am eventually going to get a tattoo on the inside of my bicep of Leslie Vernon. Mm-hmm. Um, and his his mask is a part of that. And I'm really excited about that. By Arboreal Inc. at Hurdle Avenue here in North Buffalo. There you go. <laughs> All right. So the scene goes through. Taylor pulls the brick. She th- Well, she thinks she sees Leslie. She pulls the brick She's and then runs back inside, yeah, right? Runs around to the front of the building, yeah. 
And that's where they're like they're celebrating. They're, they're, they're like so happy about it. They're so happy about it. The and film, like, the film crew's into it. And it's really weird because the film crew they're so into it. Like, it's like they're becoming fucking friends with this guy. Like, like why would you like? I don't, I, I, I don't understand. Like, why would you like be like so into it that much? I think it's kind of like that Stockholm syndrome type thing, where yeah, they yeah. they're hanging out with him enough, and he's kind of a cool guy. He's kind of weird, but he's kind of cool, uh-huh. and he's so appealing. Uh-huh. Uh, like, there's a lot of depth to him, yeah, and very a lot of mystique. Even though he does talk a lot and runs his mouth, yeah. there's still mystique to him. Okay, yeah, like I, I it's. He's somebody that I I mean I would hang out with him. Wouldn't you? If I didn't know he was fucking a psychopath, yeah. I would I be like, imagine. here's Leslie, he's a lot of fun. Yeah. He does magic tricks. Right. Yeah. Just you gotta keep the conversation going because he'll just stare at you awkwardly. Right. <laughs> so what do we have after this scene? Um they they, they show a, a quick glimpse of like like a like a, like a, like a figure walking by, walking into a diner, and they like, wait, who's that fucking guy? And they just they fuck it up. He that. does the whole. Who cares? Yeah. Who knows? Whatever. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So they go from that. They go to. Uh, bu- 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 shit. Is this where? Uh, is this where they get to the van where he's like, "Look, let me just show you how to do this." Like, look over here. Like he's pointing out a school. I think so. And it's it's kids hanging out. He's like, "Now look at these guys right here. These guys are clearly stoners. They're not jocks. Mm-hmm. They're going to be very easy to catch, right?" He's like, "But this isn't what I'm going after." And he's like, "But look at this girl right here." And it's a girl walking, holding. No. A- Sorry, that, that happened before. It's happened before? It happened before. Oh, are we mixing it up? Yeah, we, we skipped the hell out of it. Oh, shit. Uh, in the background of this scene, while Leslie is just like pointing out kids, mm-hmm. and he's like, he's he knows everything by just looking at them. Mm-hmm. He's like, these guys are going to be easy to catch, too easy to catch. Okay. These guys are jocks. They're going to put up a real big fight. They're fast. A little too much out of my league. And he goes, oh, look at her. Yeah. There's a girl walking by in a skirt. Which? she got bangs on. She's holding books. In the background yeah, yeah. is the fucking the, the Elm Street Jump Rope Girls. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. But you don't you don't hear them like doing. No, the, they're just the in the background, just, in the they're, distance, they're, they're in the background, wearing the same fucking like the dresses and shit. And, like and the girls are actually like doing the same like the, the, the same jump rope fucking yeah thing, which is so cool, which is great. Yeah. So now, he stares. He stares quick, at her. Um, I, I I pointed this out this morning because I, I I did like skim through the movie again this morning. Um, do you think that the girl in a purple sweater was? for a potential sequel there's so much that i think about this girl yeah i get a little too deep into it yeah i do think that it could be a potential sequel okay because they locked eyes she was right. clearly scared mm-hmm. and they had a moment yeah she also looks like zoe de chanel and she looks like uh carly ray jepson oh, yeah the okay. act this actress yeah uh will and i watched this I think it was, was it Friday night? Uh, Saturday. Saturday? Yeah. Now, we were also drinking. We hit pause, and we took at least 20 minutes trying to figure out who the hell this girl was. Yeah. We're like, she had to be in, because this movie's loaded with Easter eggs. They're like, she has to be in something else. Mm-hmm. There has to be some type of, they, they, fo- they focused on her. They really focus on her. Like, I'm like, there's something about her. Who is she? Mm-hmm. Turns out. It's not the case at all. Uh, Sometimes, uh, sometimes what you see is what you get. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, and sometimes less is more. She isn't anything important. Right. Uh, So after we have that, then this when we have the the diner, the diner scene scene and everything like that. So after that is where we uh, is this where we introduce Eugene? Yes. 
excellent. Yes. I love this. This is one of my favorite parts of the movie. Mm-hmm. So, Eugene, played by Scott Wilson. Rest in peace. Scott Wilson, who died a couple years ago, uh, last year. Was right? it last year? Yeah. Uh, I didn't know he died recently. Yeah, I think it was. Yes, it was. It was last year. Scott Wilson died. I met Scott Wilson in Pittsburgh a couple years back. Mm-hmm. Very nice guy. Very tall. Scott Wilson, for those of you who don't know who we're talking about, just based on the name, uh, Herschel from Walking, Walking Dead. Yeah. Walking Dead. Yeah. Uh, who died prematurely in that show, if you ask me. Yeah. Yeah, he died too soon. Yes, absolutely. That show, you have an actor of that caliber. That show jumped the shark really quickly. Like, People still watch Walking still, Dead, and they watch it's all these. Now, it's a completely different show. I actually completely. I haven't watched. It I fell off yeah, after I, they left that prison. I'm like, this show is not yeah, for me, man. It's, yeah, yeah, uh, and that's not to say that the comic books aren't amazing because they are. Mm-hmm. And also in October, real quick little side note: uh, the Walking Dead will be. You know, the comic book series is done. Is it? Yes. Sure. Uh, it ended last year. Uh, now. They are re-releasing the entire Walking Dead series in color. Oh. Which is kind of cool. Okay. I'm actually looking forward to that. I think that's sweet. That'd be sweet. Uh, Because, as you know, the comics, Walking Dead is in black and white. Right, yeah, yeah. Which works for it. It's a graphic novel, so yeah. Yeah. uh, All right, so back on this, we have... uh, Before we get to Eugene, Leslie Vernon is doing cardio, and he... (laughs) This is this is such a fantastic part of the movie where he is huffing and puffing and he's explaining, you let's, know. Let's, let's 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 explain his fucking cardio first of all. <sighs> he's throwing he's throwing like the weirdest punches and kicks at this fucking at this fucking weight bag. I wish he was doing something else. I wish I, like we were talking about. Like, I, I wish he was doing like fucking suicide sprints or something like that. Just to know. I wish he was doing burpees. That's I wish not, he was lifting weights. Anything. Like I wish he did. was doing like a circuit. Instead, it was him. Covered in sweat with a headband with shitty fucking gloves. Shitty gloves that yeah. you would find at, like, Goodwill. Right. And he's hitting this bag outside that's hanging from a tree, and he's throwing these kicks, and he dude, those like punches... A, like a bitch. Those punches are so cringe. Yeah. So cringe. Uh, and that's where he's huffing and puffing. Yeah. Like, 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 like he's like, oh, oh, man. <laughs> Fuck, I forgot what he said. What did he say? Fuck. He's like, you know what... <laughs> You know when they're they're running, yeah, and you're just walking, yeah. You know how much cardio it takes to keep up with them. Which, like, if you think about it, in every in every single horror movie, like, there's like, especially in like Friday and it's a trope. Halloween, yeah, it's everybody, eventually everybody, that bitch is gonna fall. Everybody runs, but they just fucking they just walk. The killer just like fucking walk. You know what I mean? Because bitches be tripping. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it turns out that the killer isn't just strictly walking at a fast pace when the camera's not on the killer they're doing some mad hardcore parkour ninja shit they must be to get in front of you and that's what leslie explained okay leslie is just leslie does this like you're you're walking you make it seem like you're walking the person's running they're not looking behind uh you know like there's that part where like they look behind and the killer is gone it's because they went off to do some hardcore parkour shit off to your side side, so when you turn back around boom right in front of your face boom you're dead. Yeah. I mean, unless you're Jason in part seven, you're fucking paranormal, so you can just teleport. He didn't really do that in seven. He did it in Jason Takes Manhattan. Yeah? Yeah. He did the teleporting thing in Jason Takes Manhattan, and that's... <sighs> My least favorite thing about that movie is this kid's running, 
Mm-hmm. It was like this. He was a no name. He was one of Julius's friends. Yeah. He's like, yeah, let's fucking get this guy. He's one of the guys that grabbed like a gun or whatever. Right. And like he runs. Whoa. Stops. Like Jason's right in front of me. Turns. Jason's right there. Turns again. Jason's right there. Climbs up. Mm-hmm. Uh, he starts climbing up, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, up a ladder. Yep. Jason's on top of it. Yeah. That's where it was like, all right. Jason clearly can teleport. Right. <laughs> yeah. The guy's he's fucking scorpion now. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, all right. So Leslie explains the cardio, mm-hmm. and that's where we go to Eugene, yes. who is my favorite character of the movie other than Leslie. Uh, Eugene, who is an old-timer. He's retired. Yes. He is another serial killer from the six, late 60s, early 70s. Uh, yeah, we think he's the black Christmas killer, right? Okay, yeah, that's. Uh, I want to get to that in a second. Okay. Uh, so it starts with uh, Jamie, right? Yes. They go to they they go to this house. It's it's just. By the way, this film is shot in Oregon. Mm-hmm. Oregon, Oregon. I think it's Oregon. Oregon. Uh, the Oregon. They get really mad about it too. I, I know weird. they do. That's what I'm trying to be. Because right. we have okay. listeners in Oregon. I don't know if we have any Portlanders. Origin. Origin. Yeah. The Origin Trail. Yeah. Uh, so Leslie is like, hey, we're going to have dinner at my friend Eugene's. He's an old-timer. He's retired. Mm-hmm. I He's kind of a mentor to me. Uh, they show up, and he's like, by the way, Jamie's really hot. And that's where Jamie opens the door. She's total cougar. She's really, really hot. Smoke show. Uh, Bridget Newton. Bridget Newton. Girl. My God. Mm. I do have a soft spot for redheads. Yeah, me too. Yeah, my, uh, my wife had red hair for the longest time now she's a blonde which i got a soft soft for blondes all right <laughs> but yeah god damn is she she fucking fine oh yeah uh very fine uh he she explains that eugene is in his hyperbaric time chamber that's dragon ball z fuck um the michael jackson thing oh fuck um the hyper Hyperbolic chamber? Is Hyper- that right? Hyper- hyperbolic chamber. That's, that's definitely Dragon Ball Z. Wait a it's definitely Dragon Ball Z, but I'll take it, man. Um, it's a tank. The sleep chamber. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's call it so that. Eugene Scott Wilson has a tank in the ground in the woods uh-huh. that he'll just go into. Let, have his his wife will bury him, <laughs> and he'll just he'll just stay there. So it's that whole the ability and i know this is like an ancient technique and this is real right this is actually real this is canon this is something that you can actually do but it takes years to perfect Mm -hmm. and it's the whole you're able to slow your body down to where you have one heartbeat per minute yeah and you're barely breathing right yeah i that's like the whole playing dead thing that the killers do you have the scene where you know freddie gets fucking lobbed with something michael myers gets hit with a shotgun jason fucking uh gets electrocuted by some chick with brain powers and they lay there and they're not breathing and it's like oh yeah he's dead you you, you poke him with the gun and the next thing you know they grab check on him yeah yeah let's go check on him shit uh, Let's go check on these guys who's been trying to kill Or him. shit. I know we just killed them, but we got to move them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's it's one of those things that it's it's a, it's another thing that they show that these killers do. Uh, so so we get to... Uh, uh, so that's where they dig Eugene up. So yeah, this is where they dig Eugene up. Right. 
and that's where uh, he's like, what, what's, what's happening? You see Scott, Scott Wilson's in there. Yeah, yeah. And he's so groggy as shit. So they dig him up. They take the, the lid off the chamber, which yeah. is heavy as fuck. Heavy as fuck. It's a metal fucking chamber. And he looks dead. Yeah. Yeah, and the camera crew and Taylor are just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and he's going, hey, old timer, how yeah. you doing down there? And he's like, the, what day is it? No, what time is what it? time is it? Six. Oh, Tuesday? <laughs> no, six o'clock on Thursday. Yeah, yeah you didn't tell me he's been here for three days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. JB's like, oh, oh, you know, yeah. time just goes by. Can you right. imagine that? Like oh, your Jesus husband, Christ. your husband's like, ah, oh, my dear, I'm gonna go off into my chamber. Which I mean, which I mean, is we'll the perfect. About, we'll, talk per- about, we'll talk about later, but in hindsight, it kind of makes sense if if she is who we think she is to 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 Eugene. Do you think Jamie is actually in fear? In fear of like of him? Yeah. Yeah, she has to be. All right. So Jamie and Eugene, they're married. Now eventually it's we're skipping ahead a little bit. A little bit. Because it alludes that they don't they don't really come right out and say it, mm-hmm. but Jamie was Eugene's final girl. Yes. And somehow eventually fell in love mm-hmm. and got married. Yeah. Which is weird because you know Eugene killed her friends. Oh, yeah. Totally killed her friends. All her friends. Yeah. Because that's where she, like, laughs about, like, like, oh, I... I was fast, wasn't I? You couldn't catch me. I caught you. You know, whatever. They're, like, laughing and shit like that. Oh, it's so weird. Which is probably another another, um, Stockholm Stockholm Syndrome thing, too, though. Maybe. You know what I mean? Maybe. Yeah. (sighs) Maybe. Right. Yeah. That's kind of... I don't know. I mean, unless she's, she's if you're one of those people where you're just like, "Yo, my friends suck," <laughs> and this this guy comes and like it's the '70s, so you know he's probably Scott Wilson's probably a good looking guy. Then yeah. you know, fucking kills all her friends, tries to kill her, but she ends up kind of killing him, like and then that. like you know, that got me really wet. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, you. You killed Stacy. Killed all my friends. Oh, Stacy was a bitch. <laughs> she fucked my boyfriend. Yeah. I'm still a virgin. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and like shit, I love you. <laughs> so we go to uh, we go to the interior of Eugene and Jamie's place, mm-hmm. where uh, finally, like Eugene shows up. He's like nothing like, He's, like a like, cold showered and shit. And, like, nothing yeah. like a cold shower to get the blood pumping. And I like that they did a fist bump. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eugene and uh, Leslie. I yeah. thought that was I thought that was kind of cool. It's a yeah. very chum like, uh, and it's it's growing up without like a father figure. When I see shit like this in movies, and I see Leslie Leslie how he is with Scott Wilson's character Eugene. Yeah. That's how I am <laughs> with like because that's how I am with our friend Scott who's older. Yeah, like I've always like growing up like without like a father like without like a good father figure. You kind of like like cling to like the older guys that like yeah. you kind of look up to and oh, stuff yeah. like that. And obviously Leslie wants to be this next serial killer mm-hmm. who is unstoppable and whatever and to be a legend. And Eugene is a legend. Yep. Now that's where we kind of found out. Now we did some digging. And we did a little bit of research on it. Mm-hmm. And that's where we discovered that Eugene's character, because we're like, who is he? Who who are like who is he meant to be? Yeah. Now I don't know where in the movie they call him this, but in Wikipedia, and of course we all know how true Wikipedia is, yep. uh his 
name is Eugene slash Billy. Mm-hmm. Now, for you horror buffs, you know that the killer from Black Christmas, his name is Billy. And they don't really show him at all. It's all his point of view. And he's mm-hmm. living in the attic and everything. Now, the killer from Black Christmas could possibly be Eugene. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, I'll, the character itself is an escape. Uh, he escaped from a mental hospital and stuff like that. So, obviously, he killed before this and probably killed after this as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, be it in a movie or just, you know just part of the story whatever yeah. uh but yeah so eugene's character is actually the character from black christmas yeah which is so cool and it's that's where sweet, he's yeah. this is where he starts explaining like uh guys like mike and i love that he calls him mike, mike. short name yeah mike and jay and chuck yeah. you know these guys all oh, the things they do is on a whole other level right. you're not like these other guys who just they get caught you know incarcerated they get yeah. killed which is like, sloppy. I know because like, like like we mentioned that like the other night you was like like are you think he's mentioning like like actual like serial like people who like one time killers in like real life. I think he meant guys like uh the Zodiac killer. Not no Zodiac killer got away. Never mind. That was a bad example. I think he's talking about guys like like Ted Bundy yeah. or uh, I. Uh, but do you also think that he's probably talking about like other like like one hit wonder serial killers? The one hit wonder movies? movies. Yeah. Like like maniac, yeah, like stuff like that. Maybe, you know what I mean, possibly. Uh, just because they, the, the whole the whole universe, you know, they try to keep those up in the universe. They are. Uh, I mean, maybe, uh, he's he could be. Yeah, that's a, I I love that. That's the thing about this movie is there's like there's so much depth. Yeah, who the fuck is he talking about? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. For me, I think he's talking about like uh, real life serial killers that like oh this guy went on a rampage killed killed some co-eds and now he's arrested yeah like i think that's what he's talking about like right. guys like guys like that especially during the the era of the 70s and 80s when everyone yeah. was All a right. fucking murderer okay. um and so that's where we go to eugene's firing up the grill oh he chops up the oh, the carrots and he's like he's getting getting fired up and he's and he chopping up like 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 mischief like, like, like Dicing him up, stabbing the shit out of him. Yeah. It's, and that's like, where like, it scares, like, like, scares like, Taylor. Like food processing, like cutting the fucking carrots out. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Where Taylor kind of does a, <gasps> yeah, like jump, whatever. Yeah. And this is the part where Leslie's watching Jamie and Eugene almost with envy. Yeah, because of what they have, mm-hmm. and it's like, when am I going to get my final girl? There's that. He's sitting there next to Taylor, and he kind of looks at her. Mm-hmm. And Taylor's in that turtleneck; she's all covered up. Her her sleeves are pulled down to her hands, and she's yeah. kind of holding them. She's very timid, mm-hmm. and he's just kind of looking at her. And that's kind of keep that in the back of your mind, right? Yeah, when especially if you watch this movie, keep yeah. that scene in the back of your mind. Yeah, um, and it goes to Eugene grilling, which uh, doesn't doesn't really lead to much other than just some more more background on on what they do and stuff. But the whole how the character Leslie, uh, the actor Nathan Scott, how they play off each other. Yeah. So good. It's really good. It's it's believable. Mm-hmm. I, when you watch this, you believe that. It's like, it's like a father. It's like a, like a, it's like a legit father's relationship. It's really weird. And it looks legit. Yeah. And then they start talking about the project that that he's working that was, on. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And that's where it's like the end of the night. They're getting ready to leave. Uh 
and Eugene does the whole like uh, she got a what does she you know she do or whatever. He's like, well, she goes to the library. I'm thinking about maybe killing one of her friends. And he's like, no, 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 no. He's like, no, definitely not a friend. They'll get too much heat. Yeah. And like uh, maybe uh, does she she know a janitor? And he's like, well, she knows a librarian. Yeah. And that's the, where the librarian was. Used to let's just stay late once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where we go to the library scene. Yep. Now this is where um, they're in uh they're in the van, uh in Taylor's van. Mm-hmm. They get to the library, and Leslie explains that he has this article, uh, this article that he the, he he's cutting out of a newspaper. Yep. And he's like, "This is my the story of the guy that raped my, raped and killed my mother." Mm-hmm. Uh, and Taylor's looking at it. And she's like, "Oh my God, is he related? Is he related to Kelly? Well, it's her uncle. Oh my God, it looks just like her. Oh, well, it, it should. should. Yeah, it's computer generated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's CGI. Yeah. I just CGI'd her face, made it look like a man. Yep. And he's like, a lot of the stuff we do is in fact CGI. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, that's where he uh, he's like, I'm gonna drop. He explains it all. He's like, look, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna slide this close by her. She's gonna get it. She's gonna look for the microfish. Mm-hmm. Microfish. <laughs> And uh, that's where he replaces the original microfiche with this other microfiche. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where we have Zelda. Zelda Rubenstein. My God, another yeah. fucking cameo in this movie. I I, this is the last thing I've actually seen Zelda in. Really? Yeah. Sure. I, so he, she's this sweet little old lady that runs the library. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, so th- I love how this cuts. This cuts from the found. Now I know another episode I said, I hate movies that are a mix of found footage and real footage, yeah. but this movie is the exception because it's the point of view of the documentary. And then it switches into an 80 slasher yeah. on a dime. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Now do you, do you, do you consider this one? Find found footage though, because it's still, not really it's like documentary. No, really. I consider it a mockumentary yeah. slasher. Okay, yeah, I. There's so many subgenres in horror. You could call anything yeah. anything really nowadays. I know there's some people that probably do consider this movie found footage. Yeah, okay. uh, I don't. Right. Yeah, I. Uh, do you consider it? No. No. Yeah. Exactly. Actually, it, was, it was more so just documentary to me. Doc- documentary, and then like once it switched to like like you said last last year is like it became a slasher. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it changes. They have the ominous music, mm-hmm. um, and Zelda is explaining the story of the boy, Leslie Vernon, yeah. that got killed, about the the townsfolk came and killed him. Yeah. And she's like, oh, my God. So this would – and she discovers, like, she's related to him somehow. Yeah. Like, my great, my uncle was the one that raped and killed his mother, so I would make the boy my – And she's she like – yeah. She's like, don't you pay no never mind to that story, child. It is just a story. <laughs> I don't do a good Zelda. What am I – is that how she sounds? No. It's just a story now. Don't you worry about why, that why, one why, bit. Why, why are you doing the Stitch voice? What's going on? Why am I doing the Stitch Mihalo means family. <laughs> And family means fuck you. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then, uh, Leslie pops up, kills the fucking kills, uh, the kills the librarian, just like Eugene said he should do. Yep. So kills her. Next thing you know, Q man's fucking game. Robert England. Fucking Robert England. Robert England, who plays a Loomis type character in yeah. this. Uh, Doc Holleran. Doc Holleran. Yeah. Now let's talk a little bit about Doc Holleran. Speak on it. All right. First off, I'm going to go into a background of the name Doc Holleran, all right? Mm-hmm. Now, 
Doc isn't short for doctor. That's actually his name, last name, Halloran. Who do we know that's Dick Halloran? Their brother from Machete. Yes. Yeah. Scatman Carruthers. Yes. His character. His name is Dick Halloran in the movie. Mm-hmm. He's the groundskeeper, the chef, the, the cook. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, what does he call Danny? Doc. Yes. Yeah. Doc Halloran is Robert England's name in this movie, who actually plays the Ahab. Yes. Everything I hate, I just did right now, where I grabbed the microphone and started moving yeah, it. I so I apologize for that sound that everyone had to hear. Uh, yeah, he plays uh, Doc Halloran, who actually turned out to be Leslie Vernon's old psychiatrist right. in Reno. Yeah. And this is where, okay, so he shoots Leslie. Mm-hmm. He's like, it ends tonight, Leslie. Shoots Leslie. Leslie gets away. Yeah. Uh, and then Leslie is celebrating he's about so, how he's, he's, so, excited so, he's so excited about having he, an Ahab. so excited. He has an Ahab, yeah. which is like Captain a- Ahab, which is yeah. everything right compared to everything he is wrong. Mm-hmm. And he has one. And he takes, they take the footage to Eugene and Jamie's place. Yeah. And they're, they're celebrating that he has an Ahab and how huge this is and how much this means to him and everything. Right. Um, and uh, I, I love that Eugene knew who Doc Halloran was. He goes, fucking Doc Halloran. <laughs> like, there's history there. Yeah. Like, somehow... Eugene might have been a patient hmm. of Doc's at one point. Shit. Because he shook his head. He's like, fucking Doc Halloran. I didn't catch that. You didn't catch that? No, I missed that. Bro. Yeah, he knew who he was. Shit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, that's uh, that's where they, they celebrate and everything, and that's where we see we have the part where Jamie mentions about how, like, you couldn't catch me. I was yeah, pretty yeah. fast. Yeah. yeah. And that's how you kind of learn that, oh, my God, that's a final girl. Yeah. Yeah. That's who Eugene's married to, mm-hmm. which fucking goals this is great yeah. yeah that's great it's nice real it's at yeah absolutely man yeah. uh you find love in the strangest places you some do. people could say they found their significant other on tinder yeah eugene could say that he killed all of her friends and tried to kill her and she, and she just she knew <laughs> she just fell in love and dude it. man when you fucking know you know when you know you know you know you know man yeah. that's right dude love is blind man It'll swallow your pride <laughs> I don't know the rest of the words of the song. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So this is where Taylor Taylor goes rogue, and that's where yes. Todd does the whole. Listen, for the record, this is a terrible fucking idea, mm-hmm. and it's them walking into the diner without Leslie Vernon. Leslie LA. Vernon firmly said, "Do not talk to Kelly. This means everything to me." Mm-hmm. So what does what does she do? She goes into the diner. I'm fucking talk to her. Who's in the background of the diner? Fucking Doc Holleran. Doc Holleran chilling there. Next thing you know, she's at the table. Now, this is a night after Leslie killed the librarian, so Kelly's like, Kelly's like all shook. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Doc Holleran shows up to the table, and it's just like, this boy, Leslie Vernon, you know? His name is Leslie Mancuso. Yep. Uh, Real quick, Mancuso. If you want to go black back back on Black Christmas, mm-hmm. uh, Nick Mancuso was the uh, the man behind Black Christmas. Yeah. So Leslie, don't really know where that name came from, other than they probably just thought it sounded cool. Yeah. So Leslie, that's where we find Leslie Vernon's real name is Leslie Mancuso, and that he is not from Glen Echo. No. His he mom was never raped and murdered. Yeah, he, he wasn't he thrown just, over. He's just a guy who wants to fucking who's a sociopath. 
basically. Pretty much. That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. So they're shook. Yeah. They leave the diner. Uh, and that's so where... As soon as they go outside, he's at the van like... What did he say? He said, so do you guys want to pretend that uh, we just had the conversation that we're going to have? And then that's where he fucking grabs her, yokes, yokes her up. Oh, he turns it on quick. Yeah, it's real quick. Yeah. Uh, he's doing the whole, like, I told you not to fucking talk to her. She was off limits, mm-hmm. whatever. And that's where he's, she's, he's like, I've shown you pearls. Yeah. I've shown you stuff no one has seen before. And uh, that's, that's when Taylor gets a fucking confrontation. Well, that's where because he's like, "Where's the tr- where's the trust? Yeah. Where's the tr- I love that we're at Jim Carrey. Yeah, where's yeah, the yeah. trust? Yeah, huh? And then where's the trust? Yeah, Mancuso, huh? And that's where yeah, he, he fucks her up, grabbed her by the throat, pushed, pushed her against the van, the van yeah. and it's just like, get in the van. Like it switched. Like it switched. Yeah. Where he, you're just like. All right, this guy's fucking dangerous. Mm-hmm. He will kill you. Yeah, yeah, and that's where you get in the van, and he he, does, he explains everything. Yep. He's like, "Look, Doc Holloran is a guy that treated me back in Reno. Right. No, I'm not from Glen Echo. No, this isn't my origin. Mm-hmm. Whatever." And uh, that's where he he did the whole. Uh, um, he explained that he set Doc Holloran up. Yep. That. He has a restraining order against him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's why he can't get close because he'll get arrested. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Doc Doc knows what's going on. Yeah, he knows that he's targeting this girl at the diner. Uh, <laughs> he did it again. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's where they they're kind of like okay, they're all on they're all on board again, right? Well, it, it doesn't. It, it picks up like a month after that happens, though, doesn't it? I think a month goes by. Yeah. Yeah, and that's where they're finally at the the at, cab at the farm, at, at the, at the at the farmhouse, farmhouse where Kelly and her friends are going to be staying and he explains how he has everything rigged. Mm-hmm. Absolutely everything rigged. He's yep. like he's like, "All right, so right here in this room there's going to be a couple that's going to come up. Uh they're going to be doing their thing. I'd like to give them a little bit of time. I'm going to go in. I'm going to take care of them." Yep. Uh you're going to kill them. And then he's like, "Stoners are going to be stoned." Uh Eventually, the stoners are going to go to the, go to the shed. I'll be in there waiting for them. Mm-hmm. They're, they're really easy to kill. Yeah. They don't they don't run. Whatever. Uh, and then he, it's he like has, he has everything meticulously put like 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 planned out. Yeah, and he's like these tell. other two are going to go into the barn uh, when they start. And as he's explaining it, it's showing everything. Yeah. Like what's going to happen? Like right. this girl is about to go down on this dude, and the next thing you know, she looks up. There's a pitchfork through his chest. Yeah, and it's Leslie. Um, and she freaks out, runs upstairs, runs to talk to like talk to everybody, and like, oh, he's fun, he's dead, he's dead, and then they all, yep, they all like start freaking out. Yes, yeah. yes. And then it leads to Kelly, yep. where it's just Kelly's the only one left, and he starts explaining, like, oh, he explains the closet. Kelly's going to hide in the closet, whatever. And she's like, Taylor's like, well, why don't you just, why don't you just go in and, and grab her from the closet? And he's See, like, the closet's like a safe space. It's sacred. Yeah. Like? Oh, uh, Halloween. The womb. Wait. He explains uh, the closet as the womb, because that's when we're, oh, in, that's yeah. where we're all innocent. Well, it does happen in Halloween. Yeah. Uh, but it's... But that wasn't safe because he fucking broke through the fucking door. He broke through, but yeah. he didn't get her. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he's like, the closet is the safe safe place. That's the womb. That's where we're innocent. Yeah. Uh, and then it explains to how Kelly is going to run through the orchard. Now, what's the, what's the orchard? The orchard is the birth canal, birth canal yeah. that she's 
going through and she's being reborn from this timid virgin to a strong woman. And it shows that contrary to popular belief, mm-hmm. slasher movies are actually very feminist. Yeah. Super feminist. Yes, yeah, it, yeah. they are. And if you look back on, all on female empowerment. it absolutely is. Yeah. And that's where she goes into the tool shed and there's, they always grab something phallus. Yeah. She arms herself with big cock. Yeah. And that's what he said. That's, that's, that's not like, we're not just saying that. He said that in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And he explains that that's how she arms herself. So she, she's taking control yep. and she's like, this is her moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the shirt shirt comes off, whatever. Yep. Um, and it's just like a ripped up little tank top underneath. Well, this is where Leslie explains that I have everything rigged. He's yes. like, I loosened the head on the sledgehammer. I sawed the the top off of the the axe. Mm-hmm. He's going through everything in there. He's like, everything is fuck. Everything's fucking rigged. Yeah. You go out the window. He's like, and they will go out the window on the second floor because they're fucking idiots. Yeah. Uh, all the all the windows on the first on the first floors are like nailed shut. Nailed shut. Yeah. Why won't they bash through it? It was one of the questions. And he's like, you know, you think they would, right? But yeah, they never they do. Never they do. just they, they just try to open it. He's like, however, second floor, that's desperation. Mm-hmm. They will gladly jump through a window. Yes. And you've seen it. Yeah. In, uh, you've seen it. Second floor. Jason's right there. There's no place to go. Yeet. Yeah. Right out the window. Right out the window. Yeah. <laughs> but that's where Leslie rigged the branch. Yes. He saws it. So as soon as you get on the... As soon as he like, touches the branch, the fucking branch like, breaks and she like, falls and dies. Fucking phenomenal. Yeah. A- absolutely. And he has everything rigged up to a little remote control that he could, could, he could turn the lights off. Yeah. Uh, so he doesn't even have to get to the breakers. Yeah. Yeah. He just does it. Switch. A, switch. Just hits, hits, hits his smart. thumb on it. Uh, yeah. It is. It is. It absolutely is. So you never have to actually cut the power. Mm-hmm. He could just... Click it right yeah. there. Boom. Done. Lights out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's when we get to him, his final preparations. Yes. He does like one last walkthrough of the place. Yep. Um, and he's getting his makeup ready. Yeah. There's a scene of him like putting, like starting to put on makeup and Taylor's like, what's, what's that? What's all that for? And he's like, he's like, it's like a kind of like a, like a flame retardant paste. He made it himself. Yeah. It was a mix of preparation H, uh, Neosporin. Mm-hmm. Something else that was flame retardant. Yeah. Yeah. And he's covering his face in it. Yes. But you know damn well he put it on the rest of his body. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, he wears, you know, everything's long sleeve. Mm-hmm. So he could be wearing this shit underneath. And it, it stuck to him almost like latex. Yeah. You know, like it was something that like he could, once it dries, you could probably peel, peel it off. Yep. Uh, which I thought was really cool. So he had on this makeup and then over top of it is that mask. Mm-hmm. Ah, God damn, I love that mask. Yeah, if you haven't seen the, like, a picture of the mask, like like Google it. It's like it's a really, really good, very well done mask. It's like a baby face almost. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. It's, it's fucking a terrifying. Blue baby face with whimsy hair, mm-hmm. um, and it's kind of hockey mask with the the straps holding yep. everything together. It's it's not shitty. It's very well made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now. This is where everybody starts to show up, right? Oh, actually. Yeah, there's one. There's one scene before people start showing up. There's one scene of of of, um, of Leslie and Taylor sitting on the um like like on the porch. Or yeah, just like, like uh, the, the barn. Yeah, on the, like on top of the barn and shit. And he like he's like he like he like bursting into tears. Like I'm so happy. 
I'm so happy right now, and, and he's like, crying, and, and she's fucking consoling him. And, but he looks, he looks vulnerable. Yeah. Now that's where, like, if you read really deep into this movie, I think that was fake. Yeah. I think he was trying, trying to see where it was at. Uh, I think he was trying to get some sympathy from her. Okay. Yeah, because you know how he feels about Taylor. Yeah. Which we're gonna get into, right? I also think because he's such a fucking psychopath that he was actually over, over, like overcome with fucking like emotion to a point where he's like, everything, so, it, all so, of this I'm was so his fucking happy. So that, uh, this is going to happen. I'm so he called it his life work. Yeah. His saying. life's work. Yeah. For this moment. Yeah. Um, so we get to the third act, mm-hmm. right? And now this is where uh, they're in the room where Leslie is originally in, where he said, "I'm going to wait in here while this couple starts getting yeah, on." Yeah, it's, like, it's like a second, it's like a separate compartment room that's like that's, that's like off one of the bedrooms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, "This is where I'm going to wait. You know, I'm going to give them some time to kind of get get going, whatever." Let, 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 let them get their party started a little bit, and then I'm going to go into my shit. So nice of him, though. Like, uh, honestly, seriously, like I would want to be like I wouldn't want to get like blue balls and then get killed. True. I'd want some action first yeah get that last night out before you get sliced up i mean i'm just gonna go to bed it's just right. it's the big sleep yeah 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 uh, <laughs> so everybody's there taylor's there the stoners are there her other slutty friends are there the jocks there everyone's there we're all set up mm-hmm. the camera crew and taylor are in the room with leslie he puts the mask on and he's like all right it's go time kitties Slides the door open. That's where you hear. Ah! Yeah, you hear the fucking the, the impalements of the fucking the gimmick he's using. What is he called again? Oh, it's a sigh. It was, it a, was, a, hand, it a, a hand, a hand, sickle. And, okay, hand sickle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a hand, a hand, a little hand sigh. I love that. That's his weapon of choice. Yeah. Uh, because it's part of his background is is that he had to till the fields with it mm-hmm. by hand. Yeah. Um, so it was like kind of like a part of his abuse. Yeah. Uh, as a kid, part right. of the story. So that's, of course, his weapon of choice. Yep. So he kills them. That's where Taylor... Everything fucking... Everything sweat down. They just realized... Which is weird because it's Leslie so weird. killed the librarian before and they yeah. didn't give a shit about it. That's a really good point. They killed... He kills the librarian yeah. and they don't really care. I think it may be because it was off camera. Taylor didn't actually see the murder. Possibly. Possibly. Because yeah, they uh, because they weren't in, they weren't in a room at that point. They were already, uh, they were already outside. Like, yeah, so they didn't see Leslie do it. Yeah. They just okay. Yeah, they know he did, but also they didn't see her, and they know she was an old lady. So maybe they just didn't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. That part is kind of flawed in the movie. It is, but this part where he kills the young couple and then their reaction to him actually doing it was like, Oh fuck, this is actually happening. Isn't yeah. It? Even Doug and Todd who are so cool the whole time are just like, the Oh fuck? my God. Yeah. Because at this point they're accomplices to murder. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. They yeah. got it on film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're there. They know he's going to do it. They didn't try to stop him. No, yeah. no. And if you go back, Taylor helped with the, with the brick thing. The yeah. brick thing. Yep. They filmed everything. They also, everything in the library that happened they have all of that yep. uh so that's where he has another switch where he takes his mask off he's like all right, all right you know what everyone out everyone out Everybody let's go outside. let's go let's Everybody go let's go right now and he just shoes him shoes him to the van and he's like he's like you guys gotta go you guys gotta go yeah. uh he says 
He says you have that look, and they're like, "What look?" It's like you have that. We can't just let. We can't just stand here and let this happen. Look, I love that. Yeah, I absolutely love that. He's like, "This is my life's work," mm-hmm. and he does a little little poundy pound. He's like, "I wish you all the best." Yeah. Uh, gives Taylor. He's like, "Taylor, come here." Gives her a big hug, mm-hmm. and she's kind of crying. She's like, "You don't have to do this." And he's like, "Look, after tonight, I'm either going to go into hiding, I'm going to get caught." Or I'm going to be dead. Yeah. So let's just say our goodbyes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is it. Um, Now, right before this scene, when he kills the two, he explains how he rigged the cars and he has a handful of spark plugs. Yep. He's like, I got these spark plugs here. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, we'll get to that in a second. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. So Leslie goes off. He walks He walks off, and he's like, all right, I'm going to do the rest of this. That's where it turns into a 1980s slasher flick. Yeah. Everything changes. The yeah, documentary the, the, crew the puts their shit goes away. It goes off, and it, just, it goes from documentary to, like, actual, like, movie studio film movie. So that's where, like, we got to go fucking war on these kids. Yes. Yeah, so they, they get inside. Like you said, they have that, they have that look. So they, yeah. They, they absolutely, they all, like, 100% like, well, her more than the guys. So the guys are like, fuck this, let's just go. <sighs> They know it's wrong, but they're like, ah, fuck, all right, fine, Taylor. Yeah, yeah we'll do it. Yeah. Um, so they get inside. They start to like explain to these kids. Those, those fucking kids are so baked out of their minds. Yep. Whatever. The two kids are on the couch, um, like high as, uh, high as fuck, high as, high as they can be. Um, and that's where the one girl runs one in, girl. and they're like, oh, she's oh, dead, wait, he's dead. Oh, wait, no, no. They, they, um, Taylor, Todd, and, um, and, and I can't forget, think of the homeboy's name. I can't. I knew it. Yeah, you, I said it so many times. She just said like thirty seconds ago. Shit, fuck. I forgot it too. Well, Taylor Todd and the fucking other homeboy, they all they all go upstairs to fucking to try to try to, try to fucking find Kelly. Yeah, and, and they open the door and Kelly's getting smashed the fuck out. <laughs> it's like she is. <laughs> She's riding reverse cowgirl. Yeah, she is. She is not a virgin like 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 fucking. No, I thought she was. Not at all, man. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, yeah, so she's, she's completely getting on. So we had, we had Doug, right? Doug, thank you. So, okay, Doug and Todd. Todd's the fat, bulk guy. Mm-hmm. Doug is the, the skinnier one. Yes. All right, so, uh, that's where they see it. Like, oh my God, Kelly, you're not a virgin? Yeah. What happens if Leslie finds out about this? Then he's going to kill everybody. They all, they all come back downstairs and fucking, that's when the, that's when the girl comes back. Come back the girl downstairs. comes running in. They're like, oh, he's dead. He's yeah. dead. What, he killed him. I don't know. Somebody killed him. Yeah. And that's where everybody starts running out. That's mm-hmm. where the stoners run to the shed. Yeah. The stoners get, get taken out. It's kind of funny. It kind of gets like Scooby-Doo. A little Scooby-Doo-ish, yeah. which this scene right now with the two stoners, I love that one of them is Asian. Yeah. When they go into the shed and they see Leslie in there, they're like, whoa, check out the scarecrow. Kind of reminds, yeah. and you pointed it out too. Okay, the, the, uh, the Friday remake, the two thousand and nine, yeah. with that long drawn out scene where mm-hmm. the kid is like playing hockey in there. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Like, who the fuck does that on their own? No Good idea. God, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then like, uh, oh, he hands Jason the hockey stick. Like, here, this belongs yeah, yeah. to you. Yeah. yeah. And then he gets killed. Yeah. So that's that's kind of like this scene because yeah. Leslie's just standing there like a scarecrow and then kills the two stoners. Yes. I. Uh, where do we go from here? It goes from that to I think it goes back to the house. Cause okay, because honestly, this is where I I, I kind of like just like, like I didn't have enough time to write notes. Oh, that's fine, man. That's yeah. fine. So this is where uh everyone's panicked. Yeah, and they eventually get to the barn, right? Yeah, uh, hold on, let me see. 
This is also no, the point. They're back, they're back at the house, and like, and Taylor's like, Kelly, you, you have to, you have to rise up and be like, and be like the hero for this fucking story. And Kelly's like, well, fucking, fucking, why? Why does he want? That's where she's like, no, fuck you, and she jumps yeah. out the window. No, no, no. And like, 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 like Taylor was like. Like you're his survivor girl, and she's playing. She's playing the killer. Like, like you're the one who's, like that's yeah, yeah okay. And then they um, at, from that point they go. They to, all kind of do the whole like, yeah, you're a fucking virgin. Look, fuck you, bitch. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sexually active. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then that point they 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 go from that point that they run about. I think they run outside to the cars at that point, and then they find the two actual. Well, the kids say that their tires were slashed. Yeah, slashed. Right. So Leslie slashed their tires. Where do you think those spark plugs came from? The van. Bingo. Yeah. Taylor's van. Leslie had this whole thing planned out. Yes. Now, this is the fucking part that just blows your fucking mind. So, wait, wait. So, for, okay. So, before we go to that part, first they-, they, they First all, off, they this all, is- They all run out to the van. They, they fucking find the couple that was supposed to be in the bedroom because the couple- their partners, there's a partner, there's yes. a part early in the movie where um, Leslie's like, I'm going to leave the um, the two bodies upstairs in the bedroom so that way when, like when Kelly like opens the door and sees the, yeah. sees, the make on, sees the make on bodies, she freaks out. But because the movie switches yep. and Kelly's not the fucking final girl, they, um, they find the two bodies of the, um, the two people he killed initially in um, Taylor's van. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which he clearly lied about and that's when they start Trying to get the van started up, yep, right? They can't do it, and it won't start. It won't yes. start with that's where it hits you, like, oh my god, those were the spark plugs. They're a part of this now, mm-hmm. and that's right so around they, the time when run, Taylor realizes. They run back into the house, and then fucking um, that's when fucking Kelly freaks out and fucking tried to go out the window, and she she lands on the branch yeah. that he sawed, yeah, and, and she fucking dies. She dies. Yeah. That's where Taylor realizes. Which oh fucks my me God. up because I, I thought I, I thought that her and fucking I thought that Taylor and fucking uh, not Taylor but Kelly and fucking Leslie were like in cahoots up until that point. That's funny. Yeah, that is. I actually like that a lot. Um, this right now, if you want to turn the podcast off, if you haven't seen this movie, turn it off right now because we're gonna yes, start spoiling please. shit. Spoiler alert! All right, spoiler alert in five, four, three, two, one. Taylor is the final girl. Yes, she is. This whole time it was her. Yep. She's a virgin. Yes. And, and it's revealed when they, they they actually get into the bar and they fucking go up to the like to like either the middle or the top of the fucking bar. And, and he ex- he does she Taylor starts doing the whole he knew. She puts it all together. He knew the whole time yep. that she was a virgin, mm-hmm. that she was the one to go after. Yeah. Um and isn't that where uh Doug Doug or Todd? Which one was the skinny one again? Uh I think it was Todd. Okay. He's the one that is actually like the he he loves Taylor or whatever and like defends yeah. her and shit. Yeah, so so it's like it's like the four of them. Like there's like there's the one blonde girl and then there's the there's the, the, the jock guy and then Doug. And, um, yeah, okay. And then uh, Todd because Doug gets killed. Now that's he, where Todd. The barn, though, too, right? No, no, Todd. Was, that's Todd. Todd. Todd Todd's the fat guy. He's bulk. Okay. Uh, right. So Todd does the whole Leslie didn't plan for this. Hey Leslie, you know the way you said no one gets away. Well, fucking look at me! Yeah. And he starts running Todd away. Tries to run away from the group. Now that's what, that was very noble of him. It was because uh, everyone uh, he's going to go after Todd. Like, oh, because, fuck, because, no, it, right? because no one can escape. Where does he run to? He runs to the apple orchard where Leslie at the beginning of the movie said that the ground gets uh, 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 
liquid comes up through the ground, mm-hmm. uh, and on a harvest moon, it looks like blood or whatever, yes. and it makes the ground so soggy that you can't walk. Yep. And that's where Dodd is like running, and it's like, quick, and he, quick, and he fucking quick. falls like the fat piece of shit that he is. And then he's like, <laughs> "We're not body shaming it. No, anymore. we're not. No, fuck. That's that's." Gonna but be he bad. is he, yeah. did, he as we explain that he is bulk. So, yeah. <laughs> so like, like mentally, put the picture together, please. Uh, and that's where this scene fucks me up. That's where. Yeah. So they hang out with this guy for a month, and they're chums, and they're fun. They're yeah. they're getting along and everything. And he's laying there. And he's like, Leslie, it's me, it's me, it's Todd, it's, Todd, it's Todd, man. man. No, let me let me look at you. Let me look so at you. Pulls his mask, pulls off, his mask off, and Leslie is just, just oh, face. his face. He's just fucking. He's just done with this shit. Yeah. Then puts point. puts the mask back on, and you just hear snaps neck. snaps his fucking neck. Yeah. I have a problem with neck snaps in movies. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of cheap. Yeah. Uh, I think it's cheap, and also it's fucking impossible to do that. We're a lot sturdier than yeah. we're a lot sturdier it than. A little, it takes a little more than a quick like putting your switch. hands on someone's face and turning. You're not gonna fucking kill somebody. Yeah, I go to the chiropractor, and the chiropractor fucking could murder me any second, like the way they did in this movie. Yeah, yeah, and he just he's popping my neck, dude. Right, yeah, yeah. It takes a lot more pressure, a lot more strength to do that it than does. fucking skinny ass. Fucking Leslie Vernon. <laughs> but at the same time, at that point though, you th- he he may have he may have like, like this is like a month later. This is a month after fucking you know they uh, they initially met. They, he, so he may have like gotten a little stronger at that point. So then I don't think it's a strength thing. I think it's it's if you go back into all the books and everything that Leslie Leslie knows how to do that. Yeah. I still, for me, I think neck snaps are cheap. Okay. Yeah, I don't like it. I right, uh, I know. One of the more barbaric kills in the 2009 Friday the 13th re- remake is when Jason kills the girl in the bathroom where he just lifts her off her feet and muffles her, has one hand on her mouth and then one hand around her throat and just squeezes both. Mm-hmm. That was cool because it gets a close-up of Jason's one eye, his good eye yeah. and his head's back. It's just it, That part's cool and all. Okay. In, uh, in, movie, in other movies when they have... Uh, a strangle scene or a neck snap. I just think it's so cheap. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to knock you for it. I just, I could have done without that. Now you mentioned that you wish these scenes were gorier. I do. They aren't. uh, For me, it didn't need it. I mean, I do appreciate, I appreciate gore. I really do. I love gore so much. Um, I mean, I guess considering the story, the story and like the time, Considering it's, it's, it's like it's in the same universe as like as like Elm Street and Friday and fucking um, Halloween and, and Child's Play even, so I guess the gore isn't. It's that, not. Isn't, it, it, it wasn't necessary. Yeah. It didn't right. need it. Um, and especially this was this was during. It was a breath of fresh air because at this time in two thousand and six, torture porn was the main thing. Yeah. It, that was uh, that torture porn was Saw at its peak. Hostel and Saw, yeah, man, yeah. those were those were the go-to. Also, that was around the time when uh, I Spit on Your Grave kind of had a comeback. Yeah, with uh, with the remakes and stuff, mm-hmm. and then um, or sequels. I don't know what the fuck came first, yeah, the sequel know, or yeah. the remake. That part's kind of foggy. Uh, but yeah, in two thousand and six, I thought it was a breath of fresh air. Okay. I really was. No, I'm not, uh, yeah, I mean, not. there was there was gore. Yeah. It just wasn't a lot. Yeah. It was just a little blood spray here and there. Yeah. They didn't really go as far as to show prosthetics or limbs getting ripped apart or anything like that. There they was also, just they blood. also didn't have the budget to it for it either. Too, though. 
I don't really want to get into what the budget was well, for I'm the not, movie because that, anyway. no, no. The reason why is uh, after after this weekend, I actually found out that on IMDb and Wikipedia and stuff like that, when they show a budget, never believe it. Really, they're all it's all bullshit. No way. Yeah, Adam Green. They talked about like the budget for. Uh, Hatchet 4, which is titled Victor Crowley. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Joe Bob's talking about the budget, whatever. And he's just like, Adam Green was like, wait, what? We had that much? Oh. And uh, and Joe Bob's laughing, whatever. And Joe Bob's asking him what the real budget was. And he's like, I'm not allowed to tell. Oh, wow. He's like, I, he's like I, can't, I can't say how much it was, but it wasn't that. Sure. And then I guess Joe Bob and Roger Corman had a conversation years ago where it was, if Roger Corman bought a movie... Uh, rights and stuff like that, he would list the budget for less than what it was worth. Ah, fuck, am I getting this wrong? Either less than what it's worth or more than what it's worth. But if you shot the movie and it was your movie, you put out that it was more than than uh, than what it was. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, it was... Uh, Roger Corman actually like told Joe Bob this. Yeah. Um, so it's like... Budgets that you see on IMDb, Wikipedia, and shit like that isn't real. Oh, shit. Yeah, I hate that. I know the movie made like 69000 something for a box office. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much it made like with distribution or anything like that. Yeah. Um, which I, I know the movie is starting to really pick up like a cult following. Yeah. Um, and Fright Rags just released... Uh, well, not just a year ago, Freight Rags released a series of shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, picked one up that's kind of a play on Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, it's, it's really cool. Freight Rags have really cool behind the mask shirts that everyone should fucking check out. Right. Yeah. Um. All right. So back to the back to the movie. Yes. All right. So we got uh, Taylor's realization. She's the final girl. Yep. We're in the barn. That's where we get Doc Halloran shows up. Yep. Todd hits her with a fucking sho- hits him with a shovel, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I don't know why, but this scene made me laugh so fucking hard. Something about Robert England getting knocked out. <laughs> Robert England can Robert England can fucking act. Yeah, oh, hell yeah, he can act, dude. Robert England is awesome. He's so good. If you haven't seen this movie, Toby Hooper made a slasher called Eaten Alive, which came out after Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And the opener is Robert England uh, at a at a whorehouse trying to get what he paid for. Mm-hmm. And the way he's creeping on this chick and moving around, it's like watching Freddy Krueger. But not in makeup. Not in makeup. Like wow. he's he's always he's just Freddy Krueger. Yeah. yeah. He can't help but to get go back to that fucking role. Even when he's this is before he was Freddy. It was before. But there's a part where, like, because she, it's it's beginning of Eaten Alive, it's, uh, he's like, my name's Buck. I'm rearing the fuck. That's the opener. No shit. And he's unbuttoning his belt. His, he takes off his belt buckle and stuff, and he's like, now I won't get what I paid for. Oh, wow. So why don't we try something different now? Get up on them knees. And he's alluding to that he wants to put it in her butt. <laughs> um... And she's like, no, no, not like that. And he's like, well, come on now. I won't get what I paid for. And he's he's kind of roughing her up a little bit. She yeah. gets off the bed. And he, as she gets off the bed, he drops down on the floor. 
and he does this slow lurk towards her, and his arm is actually hanging a bit, almost like the glove is in his hand. Sure. I'll play this for you. Okay. If you you come over this week, yeah, yeah. Uh, before we uh, if we get together to watch the movie that we're going to review for next week, I want to show you the opener to Eaten Alive, because you will look at this very young, baby-faced Robert England and go, oh my god, he's Freddy. He is just always Freddy. Shit. Yeah, but... Okay, so Robert England gets knocked out. Doc right. Halloran gets knocked out, yeah. which is fucking hilarious. <laughs> uh, and then that's where Leslie, oh, which is the most brutal murder. Leslie kills the one, uh, the one teen who looks thirty. That's where he has like a widow's peak, oh, and yeah, he has yeah. all the lines yeah, in his he's, forehead. He's he looks older than person. me. I'm gonna yeah. be thirty-seven in a week. Yeah. Uh, he uses the um the fucking uh, the, oh, hole, the hole digger. He. No, not that one. Wait. This is on. where he beats the fuck out of the kid. Like, he punches the shit out of him, then wraps a rope around his neck and, oh, push, and like yeah, pushes him up. Him up I up. think that's so brutal. Yeah. I, the goriest scene of the movie is where he kills the kid with a post hole digger by taking his heart out and no, putting no, it in his hand. Yeah. But it's just a bloody heart. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not. It doesn't. When it comes to brutality, this was fucking brutal. Yeah. Yeah. That, that scene was fucking cool. And then, uh,. I, uh, what do we have here? We got uh, fucking uh, D- Doug or Todd. Oh, God damn it. Yeah, mixing those two up right now. Skull. We'll call him Skull. Yeah, the right. skinny guy. Yeah, yeah. Skull is like, I love her, Leslie. You want to get get to her, you got to get through me. And Leslie, Leslie just, just fucking. fucking grabs his face and just pushes him to the side. Right against the fucking <laughs> banister. It's hilarious. Knocks him out. Yeah. Yeah. And is going. he's going after Taylor. And this is where Taylor goes to the tool shed. Yep. And she gets an axe. Mm-hmm. And rips off her turtleneck, and it is fucking go time for her. And that's yeah. where we reveal, uh, God damn, she's fine. Yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah. God damn, she's fit. Uh huh. Very attractive. They kept they kept they kept her hidden pretty well. They movie. did. So this is the part where Taylor kind of, Taylor turns it up. Uh, she 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 rips her she rips that turtleneck off, she exposing does it, she her does arm. Exactly what she, she's exactly what he said she's gonna, like. They're finally going to do. I, I just I, I can't. She's so fit. Yeah, yeah. Her arms look great. Her yeah. back muscles, her chest, everything looks great. Oh yeah. And how is she holding this axe? She's holding. <laughs> she's holding the axe <laughs> like fucking home. <laughs> 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 like homegirl is in the fucking in the fucking shining. Yes. Like, yeah, like she's holding a, like she was holding a bat and then shouting when fucking Jack Nicholson was fucking um fucking coming at her and then shouting up the, in the um the staircase scene. <laughs> I love that so much. Um, that's just like like hi, I'm Shelley Duvall, <laughs> and this is how I'm gonna hold this bat. Uh, yeah, so she's possible? she's <laughs> she's holding it like Wendy Torrance, uh, yeah. uh, and she she goes through the orchard which Leslie described as the birth canal, right. Yeah, uh, little cat and mouse shit going on there, mm-hmm. uh, and then we have a very hot closer. Yeah, there's a, there's a scene earlier in the movie when he takes her to the uh, to the apple uh, was it the apple press room or the apple, the apple where they make cider. Yeah, make, uh, there's like an apple a, press. cider mill. It's a cider, it's yeah, cider it's, it's, it's yeah. the whole place is a cider mill. Oh, really. Yeah, okay. uh, so that and then then they go back to that fucking back to that room is like like like, it's like the the climax of the movie. Yeah. And it's a very simple climax. They yep. wrestle around. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, the sigh is in his back pocket. Yeah, he's he's he has on the ground like 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 choking her to death, and she like maneuvers and grab like reaches and grab the sigh and like like stabs him and shoves like, it in there. his ribs. Yeah, and he like is it me? He, I don't know if he did. He made a noise. Yeah, it yeah, wasn't, it wasn't that noise. A grunt, yeah. whatever. I uh, 
and, and his, oh, his, his so head, badass! Like, and, like she like pushes him like into the fucking the cider press, like his head like a head first into the cider press. So she starts like cranking, like it. cranking a fucking cranking and pressed and like cranking and pressed and like cranking and pressed. And he's like, uh, the, the uh, mask kind of breaks he, he off fucking, his like, face. Pulls his mask off, and he's like, he's like Taylor, I knew you were the one. And then the one final like crank from her fucking like takes him out. Crunch, yeah. That's where she grabs a can of gas, yep. pours it everywhere, lights it on fire, walks out mm-hmm. to one final jump scare where it's Skull yep. with Robert England. Yeah. They survived. Yep. Um, and uh, that's where he, Robert England does the whole, he's only a man. Yep. Nothing more, nothing less, just a man. Which is crazy that line came from him. Yeah, right? Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, there's Freddy Krueger right there yep. dropping a line like that. It's almost poetic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so everything's up in flames. Yeah. So it fades, fades, so it fades the credits. And the credits, this is the song is um, Psycho Killer by... The Talking Heads. Yeah. Which is such a good song. And mm-hmm. it plays beginning to end. And everybody fucking knows that song where it's... Run, 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 run away. That's playing. Credits are rolling. And they're in the morgue. It's a security camera. Yeah. Yeah, and um, they're they're in the morgue. They're the morgue technician who who apparently was Kane Hodder, but like they're more like we watched that scene. Like, That's like, really weird because that, like, that can't be Kane Hodder in that scene. When we doing Kane research, so I know doing yeah. research behind this movie, it's like yes, Kane Hodder is the Elm Street guy. Yeah, but then they say that he's the autopsy guy. Yeah, I don't think that was Kane I don't Hodder think it was either. It's very weird that he's cast as that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there may have been a little oopsie daisy there. There had to be, and that's where Wikipedia anyway fucked it up. So I don't know, uh, yeah. But on the gurney, it's Leslie Vernon, yeah. and he's crispy. He's crispy as fuck. And, and then like the the song, the, like the song ends of. I don't know if you know how the song ends, but the song just fucking ends like, like it ends with the weird, the weird guitar out, riff. Yeah. yeah, and then fucking he's like Leslie fucking sits up like the Undertaker. Yep, and looks fucking at the uh, at the um at the the order the orderly. I guess what you want to call him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there you have it. That's it. There you have Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. I do know for a fact that this movie actually did uh, did a comic book series, which I haven't read yet. Mm-hmm. Um, that came out a few years ago, and it's been lobbying for about, fuck, since this movie came out, a sequel. Yeah. This movie deserves a sequel. It really does, especially considering the way it ended and the fucking all of the... All, all the fucking tropes that he talked if about. If you go now, let's let's rewind a little bit. Yeah, Leslie loved Taylor. He did. Now, when I talked earlier about the scene where he's watching Jamie and Eugene in the kitchen mm-hmm. playing a little grab ass, being flirty with each other, this yeah. old married couple, and he's staring at them. And I thought it was just like when you first see it, it's just like oh, he's looking at them like oh, these guys are cute. Yeah, he's looking at them with envy. Yeah, and he keeps making little glances at Taylor mm-hmm. and he's like, this could be us. You can tell like he's mentally going through a process of like, I want that too. Yeah. yeah. This can be us. Yeah. This should be us. This yep. will be us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And God damn, this movie deserves a sequel. It does. It really does. There's, there's too much of it. There's, there's too much of a story that's, that hasn't been told yet. Nathan, what's his nuts has to reprise the role as yeah. Leslie. Um, he has to be burnt. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I'm million like, and like, take and take reason- away the documentary part of it, and yeah. just let's have let's have a sequel. Let's yeah. have a fucking proper sequel. Mm-hmm. Also, the reason why he likes to survive the fucking being burned alive is because 
like again, fucking go back to the scene where he's putting the uh, putting the fucking the prep H and like, oh yeah, flame retard up on him. Like he like he knew. And also, I think that I think that that cider press was rigged. Yeah, I think he rigged it. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't think I think it made a noise. I don't think it. I think it stopped turning. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think his head. I don't think his head was crushed at all. Which is weird that he knew that. Like he he had like everything meticulously planned out to like. If, if, if this happens, I got mm-hmm. I got this taken care of. But if this happens, I got this taken care of. Well, he showed her what it did. Yeah, he showed her what the cider press did, mm-hmm. so she knew how to work it. Yep. Yeah, and he did say this is going to hurt somebody. Yeah. So it hurt him. Yeah, it didn't kill him. Allegedly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, real quick, I love that. Uh, Leslie Vernon. Dri- they don't really show him driving it, but he does lean on it a lot. Leslie Vernon owns a Prius. Oh yeah. <laughs> I absolutely love that. Uh, so, what is our uh, what's our rating again? Five. We have five scaries, right? Yeah. How many scaries would you give behind the mask to rise of Leslie Vernon? Um, I would give behind the mask to rise of Leslie Vernon three and three quarters scaries. Okay, so three and three quarter scaries. Yeah. All right. So three and three quarter scaries out of five. Yeah. Uh, would you recommend it? Yeah, hell yeah, it's it's definitely it's it's, a, it's an original fucking uh, concept. The um, the acting it's it does start out a little slow, honestly, to me anyway. Which I prefer. Well, yeah, like yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not complaining about it. It starts. It's, it start. It does start slow, but it grabs you. It picks up. Yeah, with uh, with the fact that they they mentioned Jason, Michael, oh, Freddie yeah. right away. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like it is a slow. Bur- it is a very slow start, but mentioning them is very exciting. And very weird, like we were, like we were wondering if they, if they even had the rights to mention them. I don't know how they got away with that. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, especially everything right now with the the Friday the Thirteenth franchise between mm-hmm. like Sean Cunningham and Victor Miller, yeah. uh, which is just nuts. It's absolutely nuts. Yeah. And the the fact that Friday the Thirteenth is in limbo breaks my heart. Yeah, I know. Um, but like like I was saying, like 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 it starts off slow, but it does pick up, and then the fucking like the twist and the turns, like throughout, like towards the end of the movie, it fucking it, it fucking hooks you in. So, yeah, absolutely, I recommend this one hundred percent. There are a great deal of copycat movies mm-hmm. based on this. Is it? Uh, oh yeah, man! Oh. So so many copycat movies uh, on this movie, and they're all good in their own right. But this was the first film that really exposed. Like this, this, this type of subgenre, this meta. Um, now, now what, you're, uh, what, you're, how many scares do you give it? Uh, four and a half. Four and a half. Okay. Yeah, sure. four and a half. Uh, the reason is, is it's not, it's not the perfect movie. I feel like there is a lot of replay value on it. Now, one of the things that I go by when I rate these movies is replay value. Mm -hmm. I feel like this is a movie that you could rewatch over and over again because there's always something new that you find. There's a lot of Easter eggs. Um, As we told you uh, about, like, Eugene's character or Leslie's real name, Mm -hmm. Uh, the the Elm Street girls in the background, Kane Hodder is in this movie. Um, Doc Holleran's character. Like, all the little things that go into this movie, there's always something new that you catch when you watch it. Another movie that I compare this to uh, for, like, replay value, and you watch it, and you catch something new every time you watch it would be The Shining. Okay. Or The Witch. Um, A little bit more recent. Mm -hmm. I feel like 
behind the mass of Rise of Lizzie Burton has excellent replay value. Uh, also, it, it's not perfect. If it had more of a budget, uh, I, I wish it had a little bit more of a budget. Yeah, I, I wish it had. I, I wish it had more of a cult following. It does have a cult following, but not as much as it should. I yeah, think in the next... It should definitely be a little more known than it is. Yes. And I feel like in the next five years or so, it'll really start to pick up. Okay. And when I mentioned copycats, a perfect uh, 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 example of a copycat would be the movie Scare Package, which I played for you yeah. the other night. I didn't play the whole movie for you. I just played the beginning and the end because yep. the middle is just an anthology part. That is that's meta yeah and that's that whole like where they're they're showing the they got the girl on a treadmill and they have the killer on another treadmill and the girl keeps falling (laughs) yeah yeah like that's funny yeah but it's also it's it's kind of cheap at the same time this movie was very original yeah um very very fucking original and this came out around the same time when it was just all torture porn Mm um i was i i I was drawn to this movie just because I, I I saw the trailer and I was renting it from Blockbuster almost every other weekend. Yeah. So yeah, I give it I give it four and a half. Okay. Almost it's almost five. It's damn near perfect, but not quite. All right. Uh there were only one set of boobs in it. They were great boobs though. They were. It was a close up of it. Yeah. Um I feel like it needed and I hate sounding like this. But I, I feel like it needed some more boobs. Um, could have been edited a little bit better. It could have been a little bit longer. This is actually one of the movies where I say there should have been a little bit more. Yeah. I wish there was a little bit more with Eugene. I did too. Scott Wilson's character. Yeah. Uh, very, very good character. Oh, yeah. I wish there was more with Eugene either at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh. Or just another scene with him. There's only really two scenes with just Eugene. Two, yeah. yeah. Um, but overall, highly recommend this movie. Yeah, definitely fucking watch But I only recommend this movie to people that are legitimate horror fans that have seen that plenty too. of slashers. Yeah. yeah. This isn't something you're going to show your cousin that maybe has seen. Yeah, because you won't get it if you, if you don't know the genre. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or they'll laugh a little bit about the whole, like, oh, the cardio thing, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get it. But, yeah, uh, this movie is this this movie's fan service. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I uh, If there isn't a sequel, I hope – I I hate saying this, but I hope it's rebooted. Okay. Who would you cast as the, uh, the leads, though? Oh, that's tough, dude. Yeah. That's really tough. Uh I don't know. Mm. I don't know. That's that's for I'd have to actually really think about that. Yeah. But a reboot of Behind the Mask of Leslie Vernon uh, with a bigger budget would be pretty cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, or even just like a soft reboot, mm-hmm. like not exactly a sequel, but just like different movie of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's been over ten years, but I think Nathan What's His Nuts could reprise the role as yeah. Leslie Vernon, considering yeah. that's his only real role. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, so for next week, yeah. Okay. Uh, I just watched the sequel and this was one of the movies that I, uh, I wrote on the list last week. All right. 
And this is actually me deciding. So That's fine. Okay. for episode four, we are going to continue the slasher craze that we're on right now because yeah. we're, this is kind of our, this has been kind of our thing, but we will mix it up eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, read that. Oh, okay. All right. Slumber Party Massacre. Oh, do you like to want me to read it? Read it? Yeah, man. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are going to review Slumber Party Massacre for next week. All right. The original. Okay. Uh, written and directed by a female. And just a very phenomenal movie that sprung two sequels. Mm. One of which is incredibly goofy. <laughs> and we'll talk all about that next week. Guys, thank you so much for joining us on behalf of Will. I'm Micah. And yes. uh, make sure you follow us on our social medias as well. Damn that scary pod on Instagram. Damn that scary pod on the Twitter. And follow follow us on the Facebook. D A M N that scary <laughs> because Facebook is weird. Yeah, and hit us up on social media with uh, anything you want. If you have any recommendations for us, yeah. hit us up. And honestly, if you want us to review a, a, a horror movie you made personally. I am oh, all. Yeah. I am all fucking about that. Yeah, we're definitely all about fucking like actual like that. If you have a short, Shit. if you have a faux trailer, anything like that, send it to us. Yeah. we will gladly review it on this show. Yeah. and also on our social media pages. 100%. And we'll be honest. Yeah. Um, but thank you so much for putting the social media over, Will. Yes, sir. Yep. So, anything else, buddy? Um, no, nah, man. Just uh, thank you guys for listening. This has been a uh, I, I say this like every week, but this has been a fucking really good time. This is just episode three, man. We're just know, getting I know, started. I know. The sky's the limit right now. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, we have episode four, and I promised us Art the Clown in the future. Yes. So that's coming up really soon. Sweet. Uh, David Howard Thornton will be on the show, and then also we will be having some other guests on the show uh, after we uh, do a few more episodes and really get cranking on this. Yeah, we have a few, a few cool things in the pipelines. Oh, yeah. Hey guys, uh, yep, on behalf of Will and myself, I just want to say, keep it spooky. There you go. Damn, that's scary. Come on, get in here. We got to call this thing. Tighten up. Come here. All right, guys, here's the situation. Two minutes left, zero timeouts, down by a touchdown. We got to drive 75 yards. Right, we could do this thing. I believe in each and every one of you. But real quick, did you guys know that the Two Point Conversation podcast runs five days a week, Monday through Friday, with various co-hosts and different themes every day? And then you can listen to them on BICBP-radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify? So what's the play? Just, all right, just... Come on, hurry up. Get to the line and just run, and I will get it to somebody. All right? Come on. On three. Ready. Set. Mother. Delay of game. Offense.